here working on the internet outside. Okay. All right, cool, cool. Hey man, eight good. Oh, stuff. y'all can hear me right now? I'm feeling good. Yeah, you hot. Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey man, how was PC weekend, bro? I'm mad I missed it. Ooh, Super weed, dope. Man. Oh, 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 don't say that. Hold on. Don't say that. These niggas act like ticket the only one that missed it. <laughs> oh, they act like they act like hold on, Domo. They act like ticket the only one that missed it. I'm the only one catching heat in these streets. I'm glad you That's said right. that, dog. I'm the hey, only one catching strays in these streets. I mean, Domo, I'm catching all kinds of drive-by. You know what I'm saying? They ain't say nothing about fluent. They ain't say nothing about you. I ain't even want to throw everybody else under the bus, man. I'm the one taking all the heat. I'm glad you said something, dog. You know what I'm saying, homie? Because I feel kind of lonely out here taking all those bullets like that, dog. I feel kind of lonely. <laughs> okay, so 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 with that being said, Damo, I'm going to point the nine back at Ticket, okay? And this is why I'm going to point the nine back at Ticket. Number one, mm-hmm. Tone, his wife's birthday was PC weekend. Okay, so we'll we'll start there. That's number oh, one. Number excused. two... Number two, Damo just got on the crew, right? So he basically Mark Aguirre. He just got traded mid-season. It's not like Damo been down mm-hmm. since the beginning. He just got number three. The big fella was calling you out. That's why they was on your case about this. And I know you couldn't make it. And I understood why you couldn't make it. Uh, I know bro, I, let me ask you a question. I know it's money in these streets. Let me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you. Chill. Let me ask you a serious question. <laughs> Y'all used to play pickup at your school wherever it was during the summertime, right? If a scrub wanted to play with you, would did you pay him any attention? No, I did. <laughs> All right, then. Thank you, man. Come on, bro. Like I said, real that dude got to make five layups in a row. Even... That man got to make five layups in a row for me to go play him against somebody, bro. I got to see him make five layups. Bro. You can't be missing layups against Jay Rob talking about something. Man, no, nah, I don't want to hear that, bro. I don't want to hear that. Everybody hyping stuff up, bro. It's not no hype, bro. Right. Bro, it ain't no, I'm, y'all not finna put me against an ant on a basketball court. Because I'm going to smash it. It's not going to be oh, funny, bro. And then, and then I'm going to look at you, Chill Town. I'm going to look at Ron. I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to look at Ron. I'm going to see what y'all did. Because y'all kept hyping this shit up, man. And I'm telling y'all, bro, it's not going to be pretty, man. Y'all stop we doing that stuff, man. We, we, I like okay. Bob. Is, so tell you Bob what, is a good this, dude. This He's a good like dude. On the basketball court, he trash. And I heard this before. So as of today, oh, ticket, ticket. So as of today, this you is what I'm saying. The full tape, right? This, this is what I'm talking about, Ticket. Because I heard if Bob this. Bob was killing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You ain't the only one who said this before. If Bob was killing, Ron would have dropped the full tape. Cut it I, out, I, man. I, I, ain't, man like I ain't talking about that. Oh. Ticket, this is what I'm talking about. This is all I'm talking Cut about. Cut it out, man. Cut it out. Y'all really y'all embarrassing yourselves. Because y'all not. That's why y'all supposed to go play low one-on-one. Come on, man. No, no, no. Here's why, Ticket. Here's why. This is what I'm saying. I heard this tone before. So I'm going to chill out. All right, I'm going to chill out on this. I ain't going to say another word about it because I heard this tone before. That whole, yo, you're going to get this dude beat up. I'm going to leave this alone. You say it, I'm going to leave it alone. But you know the rules. Chill chill okay, that's, chill that's, why, that's why I ain't going to say another word about it. You have played basketball in a different – you have played in a different setting, bro. I'm not going to say that's why I ain't going to say another word. No bum, listen, can't no bum walk up to no NBA player and say, hey, man. Or can't no bum walk up to no overseas pro player and say, hey, man, yo, let's play one-on-one. Man, I'm not playing you, man. Uh, the only type of people I really want to play against is other pros. So if it's Shaq, if it's Dale, somebody like that, okay, let's play. Now we talking. If it's Shaq, nigga, stop whatever the press presses is. He playing the Euro League. If it's Dale, let's go. Bob, nigga out here with a Bill Cartwright jump shot, and <laughs> and and Ron don't want to put up the full video. Man, stop playing with me, man. Come on, man. 
Come on, man. They out here missing layups against Jay Rob. Y'all hyping this man up. Talking about I'm dunking somebody, man. Man, y'all and they, none of y'all hold him accountable for missing those layups against that midget, man. Stop like, playing like with said, me, man. And Ron, play the full tape. Stop sparing him, Stop sparing him. Play the full tape so the people can see the truth, man. Y'all stop holding him. Y'all got all that footage from PC Weekend. Ain't released none of it, man. Y'all sad. I ain't gonna say another ticket. I ain't gonna say another word about it. I won't. I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone. Y'all look like y'all have fun, man. Y'all look like dope, y'all was having bro. a good time. It, it, it was it was super dope. It was, a it, it, it was super dope. Hey, Damo, if I went to DreamCon, I would have went. I would have went if I, I didn't go to DreamCon. I was just about to say, Damo, what's up with that fade, yo? You looking cleaner than the oh. kitchen sink with that, yo? It's hey, really good hey, right now, yes, my, sir, my, yes, my sir, man. I don't want to get too caught. I want to cut my hand because that thing is sharp as that sharp as a tack right there. I had to clean up the corner and meet everybody, man. I had to get cleaned up a little bit. That's what's up. That's definitely what's up. How was DreamCon, bro? Yeah, yeah. DreamCon was cool. It was fun meeting the community. Actually, I got recognized for being on PC way more than I thought at like a a little mini anime convention. That that was surprising. The amount of yo Damo, hey man, I love you. Stop letting Ticket talk to you like that. That I got. I love you. I love you. The amount. Yo, yo Damo, yo, yo. Let me get this picture. Ah, listen, man. Yo, let me know if Ticket keep talking to you like that. I'm gonna go ahead and say something to him. I'm like, nigga, no, you're not. No, you're no, not. You're not. You're not. <laughs> you're not. You, you're not. You think I let him do this? That's just what he does. Hey, bro. Let me tell y'all something. If you see him in the street, you're not going to say a word to him. You talk tough in front of this computer. If you saw this dude in the street, you wouldn't say a word to him. Not one. I'm new. I'm new around here. When I got here and I seen, yo, he talks like this to everybody. I got in line. I don't know why y'all think I'm about to come in here and just shake up everything. Like, no. That's how take it talk to people. You gotta stand your man. Listen, it ain't just with y'all. It ain't just with y'all. Y'all can ask any nigga. And, and to the nigga who keeps saying, "Oh, well, ticket played against a plumber." Nigga, in China you ain't playing nothing against but NBA niggas. In Korea you ain't playing nothing against NBA niggas. Y'all don't know nothing about pro basketball, bro. That's All them niggas fact. out there making a million fact. dollars, nigga. You know how much money I was making out there, motherfucking nigga? I'm filthy rich, and you whole ass niggas don't even know it. But off being blessed from God. And you niggas just hating on me. But if you look at all the niggas I played against, all these niggas played in the league. Andre Brown, Smush Parker, all them niggas that I played against played in the league, nigga. You understand what I'm saying? So cut this cap and ass shit out. All these niggas I, that I played against, that played in the league, I met them niggas. Nigga, you even got Boogie Cousins playing in Puerto Rico now. But niggas will laugh and say, hey, man, Tiki was playing in, 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 in Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic. Nigga, all man. these niggas out here playing. You know why, nigga? Because them niggas is paying, you dumbass niggas. Phil Jackson coached in Puerto Rico. What the hell? I mean, like, why are we talking like Puerto Rico is whack? Puerto Rico is not whack. That is not a whack league. No, it is not. Y'all was dropping them, them Dylan Brooks China jokes and all of that. It, man, y'all must not know. That Chinese league is... is J.R. Smith like, was you, over there. J.R. Smith was over there. You, I mean, this, this, this is a, J.R. Smith is a starting two guard on a championship facts, team. Facts. Okay, J.R. Smith is not a... J.R. Smith was not just a player in the NBA. He's a starting two guard on a championship team. He played in China, right? Michael Beasley played in China. So that's not a bullshit league. It wasn't. It, it is not a bullshit league. No, it is not. Dwight just, came from, Dwight just came from Taiwan. Dwight just came from Taiwan making damn near a million something dollars. Like $1.5 million over there. What is these niggas talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, y'all need to learn, man. Y'all need to cut this cap and shit out, bro. Y'all niggas really don't know. Hey, but the ones that know that know, I mean, you you got to understand the top college players, like the top, top college players, if you don't go to the NBA, you go straight to play over there. The the players that are fringe NBA players, they go play over there. So it's like 
the second, the the next best crop of players all go play in the big leagues over there. So you Stephon just Marbury the, got the, a statue in come China. On, come on, Stephon Marbury, a top five pick in the draft. He got a statue in China. I mean, again, I I I could I I could talk about overseas. Everybody that play in the Euro League can't play in the NBA, and everybody that play in the NBA can't play in the Euro League because it's a different kind of game. I want to make sure we play on that right now. Do they still have those rules in place in like other leagues where it's like a certain amount of not like a certain amount of American players yeah. or a certain amount of foreign mm-hmm. players to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like when I play I, when I played in yeah, Ireland, that's like, how it like was. Yeah. yeah. When I played in Ireland, it was two. It was it, it, it was two Americans. That was it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Y'all y'all be tripping, man, because I'm telling you, overseas basketball is it. I've I've been over there and watched multiple games, played in games, all of that. But I'm like, it's dudes over there right now that can come play in the NBA. Easy. No ifs, ands, or buts. No ifs, ands, or buts. Your player's choice very own Shaq can come play in the NBA. Shane Larkin can come play in the NBA. As a matter of fact, the dude who Shaq was playing with the EuroLeague MVP, he just signed he just a contract signed with, with the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's oh, nice. I, he can sh- he can shoot. He can shoot. Really buddy, good. nice. They said, "Hey man, Streets is saying the Kings got a, a a good pickup, and Buddy about to come over here and put people on notice." Now I gotta see it. He's a good shooter. He's a knockdown shooter over there. I'm glad yeah. Bob ain't Duffy, here because I ain't want to give the Kings Duffy no praise. The Puerto Rico League. Duppy said the Puerto Rico League is whack. Where he ever played at? Duppy, your name is Puerto Rico. Your name is Duppy, nigga. Not in Puerto Rico. I bet you that. I mean, there's there's really good Puerto Rican players. Your name should be Doodle. Yeah, there's plenty of there's plenty of. I mean, now, now, hold on, hold on. Not even that. You've had Puerto Rican players that played in the league. Carlos Arroyo, he played for the yeah. Miami Heat. You had yeah. goddamn. They had all those dudes that's playing in the Puerto Rican league. RP to the to the great one, Robert Tractor Trailer. He was playing in Puerto Rico. He's playing with mm-hmm. my boy Terrence Shannon, whose son is at, is at uh, Illinois right now, and he's great going to draft. He's great. He's great being a lottery pick in the draft this coming up season. Jose Alvarado, Puerto, Jose Alvarado, that's in New Orleans. Yeah, that was my teammate in Korea. Terrence Shannon was number one overall pick. He thinks it's clowns, bro. Hold on, take it, take it. That's why, hey, you know what about Max Prep? Nothing to nobody in the what? chat, man. All you gotta do is ask for the Max Prep stats, bro. That's all you gotta do. Ask for that Max Prep. Oh, not the all stats. The oh yeah, ask for right. Hey, look, I'm gonna tell you, hey Damo, I'm gonna tell you the craziest. I'm gonna tell you the craziest story though. I was in Venezuela, right? And we get ready to get warmers for the game. And they had signed a new player. I look across the court. You know who that new player was? Now, this is almost about 10, 11 years, 10 years ago. You know who that new player was? Delonte West. I walk up to D West. I'm looking at him like, this nigga low as mug. I'm like, damn, this nigga low. In person, he low as hell. I'm like, yo, what's up, dog? He said, what's up? He was cool as hell. He wasn't like everybody put him out to be. He was cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I met him in, uh, I met him in Cleveland with Shaq. Called him Red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, <clears throat> good to be here. It's good to get good to have another episode of the panel. We might as well fact. go ahead and get into it. So it's it, it's a couple things in the in the news and whatnot. And I, I want to address everything. I, I want to get to everything. This this is the place where you come and you it's no filter. We give it to you raw, straight, and uncut. Um the first thing I want to talk about is uh well, I guess our competitors, if you will. ESPN and they firing and hiring new people. Have you guys heard about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you heard about money they let go of a lot of people. Yeah. 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 So Van Gundy and Mark Jackson both got, I guess, released. Mm-hmm. And they're 
supposedly signing Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. How y'all feel about that? I don't know what Doc Rivers is going to be as a commentator. Um, I don't think commentation, uh, sorry, commentary of the NBA has not been great to me overall in general. I just hope he doesn't make it worse. But Mike Breen is still there, so that's a good thing at the very least. Well, I'm gonna say they this. need to put a they gotta put a schedule out because whatever game he's commentating, I ain't <laughs> trying to hear it. I ain't gonna hold it. Well, well, hold on, hold right. on. Well, Damo, Damo, Doc used to do commentary and he wasn't bad. He used he to was do commentary. Good. The problem is he was good. The, the problem is the, the okay. truth came out last night. You guys who don't know. The reason why ESPN is firing everybody and they're moving everything around, they're lying to you guys. For the first ESPN has always called themselves the worldwide leader. For the first time yesterday, FS1 has overtaken ESPN. I saw that as post. Worldwide I saw that, post leader. Yeah. And that is the reason, and that is the reason why ESPN is in full panic mode because they've always called themselves the worldwide leader, and now they're not because Fox Sports One has just taken over them in the cable network subscriptions and everything for the first time ever. So they're in a scramble. They're doing dumb stuff like you said. You didn't, man. Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy—they gave great commentary. That was a great really? team they had. That, that was, that was my favorite too. I used to love yes. listening to them too. Yeah, that was that was absolutely that was that was stupid. Like, but our great commentary teams, Mar- the Marv Alberts of the world, the uh, uh, what's the other guy's name? The uh, um, who was with Marv Albert? Who came after Marv Albert? I can't remember his name, but I used to remember Marv Albert on NBA on NBC, and I I, I think they should go back to that. Like, oh, they, I heard they talking Snap, about Marv it, Albert, but they should Steve go back Snap to NBA Jones, on NBC. Bill Walton. Right. Yeah, they I used to love mm-hmm. that, bro. Bro, I used to love those. They, they need to go back to that where the, when the games came on Sunday, a lot of people mm-hmm. couldn't wait to watch those games on NBA, on NBC, yeah. the way they had the triple headers every week and stuff like that. They need to, I think they need to go back to, to that. But ESPN, man, they're in a downfall. The reason why they're in a down spiral is because people like us can come on here and do what they do better and entertain people. And now we steal their audience. One of the biggest problems that they are having is exactly that years ago ESPN was essentially the newspaper in your town and whatever the newspaper wrote that's all you had to go off of well that's not going on today because we live in the information age and everybody is everybody has access to that information which is why we up here so now the fact that we up here and in addition to ESPN in addition to Fox Sports in addition to all these other networks bringing out information we got it too and we're just delivering it we're just delivering it in a better way, which is why the audience is now listening to us more and they're detracting from people like ESPN. And that's a problem for those guys. Because you can't just slap like, a you can't just slap a pretty face on television yeah. and, and, and put a cue card up and it works. Eventually somebody's gonna see that and go, This is nonsense right here. This dude don't know what he's talking about, or she doesn't know what she's talking about. So no, I that's not gonna we're work. In an era where like where like everything is easily accessible, people can go on their phones on the free app on YouTube and tap in and see us talk about basketball. Like mm-hmm. people nowadays are more um sophisticated about how to consume basketball content and a lot of times on those shows, they don't really dive into the real analysis of the game anyway. So not, not only that gifted and, 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 and to add to your point, not just dive in, not just dive into the analysis of the game. You know, you could say somebody isn't good and you could tell us why that person isn't very good. You could tell us why this person, this action isn't working. You could tell us why this person isn't rebounding. Maybe he's not yeah. as athletic. And these people, they won't do that. They'll they'll stop short. Because that's not what the people want to hear. Actually, it is. They do want they to hear that. They have people that they pay watch the games for them, 
and they give them like a huge breakdown of what happened in the games and they kind of read off of that. Like mm -hmm. they're they're being worked so much they don't actually have the time to like fully watch basketball anymore. It's just a job. And I get right. that, right? Like there is a thing there, but overall, as we keep going to 2024, 25, and 26, technology continues to take over and it becomes right. way easier. Why would I pay for cable if I can go on YouTube and get what I want there? It's just easier right. for people now, too. Well, plus, if I'm watching games for you, I'm giving you my assessment. That's not your assessment. Not yours. Facts. I'm, yeah, I'm telling fact. you what I think of the game. And now what you're doing is you regurgitating that. Now, when somebody runs up on you on the street, somebody in the studio talks to you, and they want to hear why you felt like that. Well, you can't really defend it because it's not your logic. It's my logic. And that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. Um, I have an article here. It says... Uh, as of the last totals, ESPN is in nearly 71.3 to 1 million homes, while FS1 is available in 71.375. It's the first time in a decade where FS1 has uh, passed up ESPN. So that is true. Yeah, absolutely. A absolutely. <clears throat> what do you guys think it is for FS1, though? You think it's uh, Skip, Skip, Skip and Shannon show? What do you... I think it's just a decline. I think one is just the consistency of the shows they had um, over on, FS, on FS1 Plus. The fact that ESPN has been declining for, and I'm, I feel like it might be a reach to say a decade, but de at least half a decade. Yeah, but it, do a, feel a like clear, that. it do feel it like It feels that. like it's been yeah. that long, but it's been a clear decline in the service that you're getting from ESPN on an everyday basis all around. Like, it's just not what it used to be. So when it comes to commentating, when it comes to analysts, when it comes to just the regular shows, it's just not what he. People are sick of watching Kendra Perkins go on, have these asinine takes, but then if you press them in the Twitter space, if you press them about it out in person, it's, oh, man, I was just on TV. The amount of times I've been in the Twitter space with these guys that are on ESPN, they just, I'm just TV, oh, hey, I'm man, TV, I, hey, I'm on TV. I got producers. Yeah. It is what it is. That stuff sucks, bro. Like, I it promise does. you, when Shannon Sharp says something and someone presses him, Shannon Sharp is at the Laker game, standing up with a drink in his hand, gonna saying say the exactly same what he thing. Said. Yeah. Thing is, Colin Cowherd, for whatever you feel about Colin Cowherd, however you feel about him, if he has a take, if you see him on a Tuesday, that is Colin Cowherd's take. That is not Nick Wright is going to argue Nick Wright's take 24 7. They're not yeah. arguing takes that just all oh, the producers made me say it. I need to say it for ratings. No, that's their takes. And over time, FS1 proved that they just got not more reliable um, analysts, in, in my opinion, but. More authentic. Better, more, more authentic. Yeah, more authentic, yeah. more real. Mm -hmm. they, they're genuine. So when you're hearing them talk about ball, just like with us, when you hear, when they hear us talk about ball, it, it's genuine. It's what we genuinely feel. We're not making nothing up. We're not doing it just because we're on camera. It is what it is. When you have that kind of effect, it, it, it's just whack. Stephen A. Smith is the only authentic person, it feels, that is on ESPN right now. <clears throat> and, and it's hard to feel like Stephen A. might not be that authentic no more, for real. Yeah. I think to add on, though, I would say that when you think of both – you know shows right first take is known for Stephen a it used to be Stephen a got only pressed and challenged by max once max left the show it's basically him and like a whole bunch of other people like they haven't expanded the brand beyond like those types of names right. i think there's more people and more shows that people can identify full for fs1 me personally i don't watch either show anymore but there has been a decline rapidly as they continue on and on and on, especially in like overall dialogue. Now it's just a bunch of 
you know, hot takes, yells, clips, but the true dissection of debate where I mm-hmm. have a point, you have a point to me, that essence in first take has been really lacking ever since Max stepped down. I would say. Well, one of the, one of the, well, I don't think that that's just something that you would say. It's fact. And you, I, I, I want to make sure you understand why. And the reason why is because first take, that's Stephen A's show. That show was created around Stephen A. Yep. So essentially you're a guest. And what Max is doing when Stephen A, when, when he comes on, he's roasting Stephen A. Well, wait a minute. You're going to come into my house and destroy my takes? That's exactly, not what exactly. the, that's, yeah. that's not what this is. That's not what this show is about. I'm the star of the show. And so a lot of times when that happened, the ESPN brass was thinking, well, wait a minute. This is not good for the show because it's wrecking Stephen A's credibility when Max is whatever he's talking about. When he whatever Stephen A's talking about, yeah, whatever whatever Stephen A's talking about, Max is just ripping it to shreds, and you're like, damn. Well, wait a minute, does Stephen A know what he's talking about? Because clearly, yeah, this like guy doesn't think so. Chill. It, well, like, it, 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 and it, and it, and, and it should be. the The difference, though, the, the difference, though, is this show is created for that. That show wasn't created for that. That show mm-hmm. was created around a star where this essentially, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the star. Damo's the co-star. Gifted is the co-star. Meanwhile, Gifted and Damo balling. Well, wait a minute. That ain't the plan. I'm the man. I'm supposed to be the man here. That's not what the case was. That's why Max was let go. The Max, I ain't gonna lie to you. The beginning and the end with the whole Max and Stephen A thing, at least to me, I don't know if anybody else noticed it. I, I forgot exactly who came on, about too. I don't know who came on the show. I forgot who came on the show and said it. <laughs> he said, when he, he said, said more black than Stephen yeah, A. When yeah, he went on there yeah. and said he's more black than Stephen A. When they said, T.O. T.O. said that. T.O. That was T.O. said Max is more black than Stephen A. That you could see a clear decline in the production mm-hmm. of that show. You seen that? Oh yeah, we're wrapping this one up pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty soon. That was a culture yeah. shock. <laughs> yeah. Stephen A was like, "More hey, black." Oh, doing this number. Number. Like, hold on. <laughs> he said, "Max." Yeah. He said, "Max be at our cookouts more than you, Stephen." I'm like, "Oh, oh wow." Man. And Stephen hey, X said, "I bet you he won't be at this desk anymore." We gotta get this dude off. <laughs> he can't be on here yeah. no more. Nah, we gotta get him up back. We gotta get him up out of here. This ain't gonna work. Mm-mm. I just wish that like they did a better job at like getting people like I feel like the best analyst there for years has for me always been Tim Legler because anytime that he he comes up he got film on the board he's breaking mm-hmm. out the game this and that and he barely gets time and like I don't watch I would say football right but anytime they commentate on the game it feels like these dudes understand exactly what they're talking about they got film plays like like they're talking about the game but anytime you go there it's it's just hot take culture star player star player like they're not breaking down the game i feel like the Mm -hmm. essence of that is kind of lost and especially if you let go of max the entertainment goes down as well because now Mm -hmm. it's just random people that you don't know that are challenging Stephen a and they Mm -hmm. don't have like the name or like the strength to really like challenge them and you care about it so you can't lose both it's either you're going to entertain at a high level or educate at a high level, and they're not doing either. And it's this is the logic. Bring- oh, go ahead, Chill. Go ahead. Go, go ahead, Damo. I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's funny that you bring up the NFL thing, because I was going to talk on that, too. You can see guys like when a Tony Romo came over, when he retired and started, like, commentating, analyzing football, he's like, when he's commentating the games, and I've ne- and to me personally, I, I don't feel like I've ever seen this on a consistent level when it comes to NBA uh, color commentators. Tony Romo is breaking down the play. He's like, oh, and it's not even for just the Cowboys. This is for any team. Oh, I've seen this set. You're about to watch the tight end come off. He's gonna go. Um, he's gonna shift the line. The left guard is gonna pull right, and the running back's gonna have a wide open hole. It's probably gonna be a first down. 
and the play happens just like that. Quite Breaks literally down, happened, yeah. And little, he's what he's watching the game, breaking it down with his experience. For the life of me, I've never watched Chris, and I'm just gonna just NBA players that I've seen commentate: Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, Steve Smith. These guys, I've never watched them break down what I'm watching from a player's perspective. They just seem like they're more animated, like just just more in tune fans. They're just keeping on the internet conversations during the game. They might give you a little behind the like a little little yeah. behind the scene, but they're not breaking down the plays I'm watching. You're not telling me the 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 <clears throat> Allen Iverson cut is going back door, and this man is setting this screen, and this guy's coming over here. You're not breaking that down until afterwards, and that's at halftime after Shaq, Kenny, and them then had somebody tell them, "Hey, this is what happened on this play. You're just gonna fake like you're circling it, and we're gonna have it done for you." Yeah. So it you, just what, it what feels like. One thing about that though, Domo, is and I do get what you're saying. It's it's few guys that come up and really like break the game down through and through and, and, and really give you the X's and O's. But one thing about it too is basketball is like this, it's constantly moving, so it's hard to do that. Like as in as in with football, every play stops and you get a chance right. to talk about the pass play, or like the play's a little slower. You can you you get to sit there, you get to see the formation, you get to be like, okay. This is the play that they're about to run, or it's about to be this. And then the plays move a little slower. Basketball, it's hard to, like, do all of that. And then football, it's, it's an actual play, as in where, like, okay, these receivers are running this route. The yeah. linemen are breaking this way. Yeah. The running back's going here. The quarterback has his reads that he has to break down. You're more freelance basketball. Sometimes, yeah, basketball, yeah. it's, true. like, it's controlled chaos. Like, you never – a lot of times, they're not even running plays. It's just a pick and roll. So, it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to break down a, I mean, a pick but and roll, they, you know? JJ and Richard Jefferson do a good job of it though. From what no, I they see, do, they do. Yeah. I'm not saying that it can't it's been, be done. It's been guys that came up recently that's like done a better job of it. But yeah. I'm just talking historically the last five mm -hmm. years, for example, yeah. like football analysts and football column commentating, clear, that's clear basketball. They, no, they for clear. sure, for sure. Um, and, 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 and I feel like you're right, Domo. I just feel like again, when you're doing a TV show, you have to think of like the casual consumer, right? And to appeal to those casuals, it's either you're going to educate me and make me like a fan, like a diehard fan idea. of the That's game, the or you're going mm -hmm. to entertain the hell out of me with bullshit, but right. I like watching it, so I'm going to watch it. You have right. to choose a identity or be a blend between the two, and they're losing that balance terribly. Right. And I think a lot of that, and, and, and Ticket alluded to it when he talked about Coming from a player standpoint, yeah, it might it might have been a little rough around the edges, but it does make a lot of sense because when you hear it from a player, like for example, you just brought up Tony Romo. Well, Tony Romo being a quarterback in the NFL for 12 years, well, of course he's gonna see plays and break plays down. So when you move over to basketball, there's only a few people on television when they're on TV as basketball people that I listen to. Like when Tim Legler's on, on, on television, I listen to Tim Legler because Tim Legler's gonna explain to you how you come off a curl cut and what happens when a guy switches, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Jalen Rose is gonna explain to you how the big man works down low and how you can get shots playing off the big man he's going to explain that to you he can explain he can explain things in a multitude of different ways which educates you as a basketball like you just said turn go make you go from being a casual to an actual basketball fan who understands yeah. the game as opposed to somebody who yo you just got dunked on with the weak hand and you don't know how that you don't know how that whole thing transpired now that now from an edu from an entertainment standpoint well that's what it's supposed to be uh, uh, initially that's what it's supposed to be is entertainment yeah. however i'm also getting educated on this too and that's where these people are dropping the ball where they're forgetting to educate these guys like jj reddick for example jj reddick he's another one who with Stephen a he gets on I think that they've curbed him 
like as opposed to what they did with Max. I think they've curbed him on his takes and shredding and shredding Stephen A because the idea is this is Stephen A's show and Stephen yeah. A is the man. So we can't have you roasting him every time you come up here. So we'd like for you to get involved more in educating us. So and I kind of feel like I, I, I think that that's a that's a good balance. And if they were to get back to that, I still think that they. They, they could still be in the running. But we're in the information age, and yeah. information is accessible to everybody, which would explain why a lot of these why, why a lot of this stuff at ESPN is going on. I but if you look at it... Problem I, because if you're letting go of all of these other guys who can challenge Stephen A for the sake of saying Stephen A is the one, what you're also doing is you're making Stephen A the only identifiable face that we care about, right? But right. if you have other people that are like consistently challenging him and contributing other things to lead to a consistent back and forth that is the essence of what a debate is you're losing that soul I was just about to say that i was just about to say ain't this what this is about like if we, yeah. my grandmother told me when i was a kid if we agree on everything one of us shouldn't be here that's a fact so, but if you look at if, if you look at other sports and i'm just going based off the sports that i've watched um i don't watch hockey so i can't speak on hockey like that right but in terms of baseball and football and this can go to ron's point of because those sports are a lot slower play to play compared to basketball they're able to do it but yep. I hear what y'all saying when it comes to, I mean, the casual fans, the casual fan. But mm -hmm. it's making me, it's if you look across basketball, football, and baseball, bro, it, it, if you look at football and baseball, it makes it seem like the casual fans are way smarter than the casual basketball fans. That's a fact. They'll, That's sit a fact. There, yeah. they'll sit there and they have actual dialogues, conversations that are healthy and they're geared towards. I don't know, actually breaking down the game versus with basketball, it's a bunch of narrative-driven talks. If you look mm -hmm. at football right now, they're doing the top 100 list. The top 100 list in football, even if people don't agree, it's still held with a certain level of respect with the production, how it's presented, players giving players love, whether it's at number 99 or number two. You're giving them mm -hmm. their love for making a list. You're breaking down why they're on the list and go, so on and so forth. People right. can disagree with you being at 41 45 but at the end of the day it's about respect when you drop when espn drops their top 100 basketball list every single year it's just headline espn top 100 list and you see the same slideshow oh they got they, they got mellow um they got mellow 45 but they got dame 42 they yeah. got this rookie 46 why is that you're just creating more narrative zion is so a now, top 20 player yeah. in the top 100 what the hell yeah, and all that does is that it creates is, is because those sports, right? Like I feel like football and baseball are less individual based. I feel like basketball, if you have that one player, he can dominate a game so much that like people flock right. towards that one player. Like in those sports, it's more so like no, you need like all 25 guys on like the staff to actually win. So like the team essence of the game is way more calculated because it's a more complicated game. In basketball, quite literally. You can put LeBron James, Giannis, Yoke, right? Like th these these special talents on the court, and they mm -hmm. can bend the court so drastically that they get talked about more, in my opinion. Right. No, that's, that's a fact. That's that's a, that's a fact, and that's fair. But at the same time, it's up to y'all, right? Casual, the casual NBA fans gonna be the one watching TV. So it's up to ESPN to create a culture to not make it so toxic and just narrative-driven right. arguments. If you take this ESPN Top 100 list and just shift how you're presenting it, I'm not saying give it the NFL Top 100 production, but at least put a little more respect behind it. At least put a little more, I'm not going to say nuance. Nuance is probably ain't the word. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on the word I want to use. Mm -hmm. But if you just approach it from a less toxic approach, if you mm -hmm. approach it from a less uh, uh, attention-grabby, let's attention. create this. Yeah, if you just mm -hmm. 
do it from that. That will create mm-hmm. a culture in NBA, the casual NBA fans. So when you, you go like to a, a barbershop, yes. Right. So when you go mm-hmm. to the barbershop, it's just not crazy, blatant, crazy talk. It's literally guys having a conversation. You can still right. argue, but it'll be more respectful and it'll be less narrative driven. It's not right. going to be, oh, I've heard Nick Wright say Jokic is in top five. We got to argue that. No, who cares if Jokic is in top five? Let's talk about what teams are going to do what, how this team is looking, what can this team do? Let's have more of those conversations because that's the conversation of football. In football, yes, you'll have the, yo, I got Josh Allen over um Justin Herbert conversation. But at the end of the day, you're going to talk about, and this is going to your point gifted on, it's just less individualized. So maybe that that can definitely be it. I can concede that could be it. But let's talk about why the Lakers are going to be better. And I'm just saying Lakers for the second argument, people. But right. why the Lakers are going to be better than the Clippers this year. Let's talk outside of just, oh, LeBron's not going to retire and Kawhi right. healthy. Let's talk about the other things. Let's let's talk about everything a part of the game outside right. of just the top three players. Like, it, I don't know. I just feel like when it comes to ESPN, that's where that, that's where it starts. It starts with what you see on TV, and the casual fan can get adapted to talking more be more analytical, talk more stats, talk more everything outside the game other than just right. the narratives and just whatever. Because it, it happens in football, well, it happens in baseball. Even though people don't like baseball, <laughs> at right. the end of the day, they're not just sitting down talking about, yo, Matt Scherzer, clear right. Jake DeGrom. No, we're talking right. about the teams, bro. But, but with that being said, though, Damo, the narrative, is, the narrative is what drives the debate. The difference is, is when the narrative comes out and the narrative is from somebody else. So if Gifted steps to me and he goes, Nick Wright said that... Joker is not a top five player. Well, do you think that? And do if you do think that, why do you think that? Explain yourself. Exactly. As opposed to, yo, you're a ridiculous idiot. And wait a minute, this ain't even my logic. This is his logic. Well, what do you think about that? So I can't tell you how many times I've got approached or I've got cornered, so to speak. Yo, explain to me why Kobe Bryant isn't a top 10 player. Expl- even, though, e- even though if he's at 11, if I just moved him over one, this whole thing would stop. It would be done, but I would have to explain myself. And once I explain myself, you know what? I don't agree with you, but I respect your logic. Okay, I understand where you're coming from with that. As opposed to, well, I don't think he's top 10 because this guy said he isn't top 10. I don't think he's top 10 because these people say he isn't top 10. And I don't have an explanation for that. So when you got shows like, I'm sorry, when you have show, when you have shows like First Take and you have shows like, like uh, NFL, when you have shows like that, I understand the casual fan who doesn't know who doesn't know much and isn't really educated. I think the most important thing is when you hear something, that's somebody else's narrative. That's not yours. So when you come up with something, you're able to defend it more than what somebody else said. Yo, Indamo, um, you weren't the only one that was recognized this weekend. I felt like a star this weekend. Hey, I'm 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 I'm, hey, I'm walking through the city with the uh, you know the hey, the illustrious chill town. People people no, walking no, up to no, us no, like, no, oh, no, you chill no, town. Let me get a no, picture. No. Let me get a Let's picture. Right hey, no. hey, and, and then I'm, I'm walking behind them. They're like, oh, and you the host. Yeah, yeah. Make sure we play on that. Don't make it sound like I'm uh, like he was Tito Jackson or something. I was Mike. No, it wasn't like that. No, it was not like that. No, it was not. It was not I, I like feel, that. I felt like somebody for once in my life walking next to Chilltown. <laughs> was not like that. So. Yeah, anyway. but uh, you guys heard about Anthony Edwards? He's changing his number? Yes, I did. Yep, yeah, going to number five. Mm-hmm. Going to number five. He always won a number in college and also high school. So, like, for him, he finally, you know, has a chance to, to change it. I mean, he, he made All-Star as a one. So, I can't mm-hmm. wait to see how he continues to progress. You know, his new number – for him, he feels like it's going to be a completely different player. 
So he just looks like a guy that's coming. That's what he looks like. He looks like Absolutely. that guy that when you when when I, I just think about players that were coming up, and you look at this guy and you go, you he's so gonna turn, he's gonna he, he's gonna turn into something. He looks like that guy who's here. He comes. This guy is gonna be the next one. He's gonna be awesome. And with that being said, focus, Damo. Will you focus, brother? <laughs> focus. Domo, I'm, I'm here. I'm Domo, here. I'm here. No, focus, no wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Domo was killing me yeah, that whole time because I know why he did that. I know why. Okay. He, he it could have been worse if Low and Dub was up here. Oh, hey, the, the street would be shut down. It would have been okay. bad. It would have been bad. Well, let, let me let me rephrase that, Domo. He looks like a guy that's on his way. How about that? You like that better? Okay. <laughs> All right. He looks, he, he looks like a guy that's on his way where you see him and you go, yo, this dude is going to be that guy in a year or two. He just looks like that kind of I, – I, I, I still feel like every time I watch him, from watching him in the playoffs last year, even though he wasn't able to score as much as he would like, he did the other things that suggested what great players do. And I'm thinking to myself, 21, 22 years old, he's still figuring the game out. Like he doesn't know exactly how to play yet at the pro level. He's still figuring it out. Once the game starts to slow down for him, I still to this day I feel like we're not going to have a conversation about who the top, who the who the best two guard in the game is. I think it's going to be him, and I think it's going to be everybody else. But I do think we're going to have a serious conversation about him being a top five player in the game in the next two to three years tops. Yeah, hundred percent um, agree. What's, what's agree. up, Ox? What's up, Ticket? Y'all was waiting Big for Ox, each other what up? You was waiting for Ticket to get on, so you could get on. No, no. Here we go again. <laughs> What up, big ops? Um, you in the so house? What's up with y'all? Y'all can hear me, right? Talking about Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, in, in in light of us talking about Anthony Edwards, Chill just said that he. Well, we were talking about his number change, and gifted it kind of alluded to it. Well, his number change may be a symbol of him taking a step forward. And Chill was saying that he thinks uh, Anthony Edwards is on the way. Quote, oh, on the way. That's a that's oh, a better. No, I know. I know. I know how Chill I feel about Ant. And so now I want to, um, starting with Anthony Edwards, I want to give you guys a, a list of a couple players. I want to name off some players, and I want you guys to let me know what step they're going to take forward. If you guys think they're going to take a step into, you know, okay. if if you're if 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 you're one of your players or one of your team's best players, but now you're about to take a leap into all into the All Star tier. If you think they're going to go from an All Star to you know that next superstar tier or whatever it may be, if you think they're going to be you know uh, in contention for most improved. But I'm going to list off some players, and then we're going to get into it. And these are all young players that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. First player I want to start with is Tyrese Maxey. Mm. I feel like for Tyrese, the biggest leap he needs to make is he needs to find a way to slow his game down a bit more in the half court and really improve his playmaking on the ball. I feel like he's more of a complimentary off guard who is in like the 90th percentile in terms of speed. Um, obviously he can shoot at a very high level and get to the basket at a high level, but it's a matter of attempting to leverage that against strong defenses and creating more opportunities for his teammates. I think that is his next step, but every year in some capacity, he finds a way to improve his game, but that's what mm -hmm. I would say. I'll say, um, in terms of Maxi, in the situation that he is now, 
I don't know how much he can improve. Um, I, the only way I can see him taking a step is if he's a true number two on that team or if he's in a Mikael Bridges situation. If you're in a situation where you're playing behind Joel Embiid and they're still trying to find a number two to play behind Joel Embiid and you're that three, he's just going to plateau. I think he's reached a peak he can reach as a number three for the Sixers. So mm-hmm. it, it's a matter of if James Harden is going to take a steep decline and now mm-hmm. you're just because of talent, you're going to be the number two. Then I see him taking probably borderline all-star type of steps. But – Unless he's traded to a situation where he's by himself or he's the clear number two, I don't see much of a, a, a leap that he can take from last year. Going I respect that, season. but like, what, what exactly do you think on the court he would need to do to take that leap, though, to you, Domo? It, for me, it's just about volume. Uh, volume and, and, and confidence in being that guy. I'm not saying that uh, it's a skill issue or a talent issue. It's just about it's only one basketball on the court. You have a mm-hmm. guy that just won an MVP. He's still going to be playing. He should still play at that level. James Harden, as much as he likes to be injured or he might not be the James that we were used to five years ago, he still can, and he showed it last year, he still has those moments where he's James Harden and he's still mm-hmm. getting paid buku money. So he's going to, mm-hmm. the ball is going to be in his hands. So it's just about him being able to have the ball enough to be able to be that player. Mm-hmm. Well, to, to, to gift its point, I got roasted like six months ago. I wanted to let James Harden walk out the front door. I wanted to give the ball to Maxie. And the reason why I want to give the ball to Maxi is exactly why, is, is for the exact reason of what Damo said. Because where he is right now, he's essentially a backup singer. Like, we don't know how good this guy can actually sing if we wrote some songs for him. And we can see how good he actually is. Well, let's give him the basketball and find out. And I feel like in that setting with Doc Rivers and with, with um, Sam Cassell, he's at Point Guard University. With him being at Point Guard University, there's no reason why he wouldn't improve. The transition player that he is, the athlete that he is. Playing with Doc Rivers, playing playing with Doc Rivers and playing with Sam Cassell, teaching him how to be a point guard. All of those things would factor into him improving. But as long as James Harden is there, as long as he's the number three, he's at the, he, he's the third guy on the microphone doing this. That's who he is. He's never going to be at the front. So if he had the actual role, though, do you believe Maxi could be a number two on a team that actually wins a title? And you're like, like, is he that caliber of uh, overall? I, 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 well, number one, I do think that he could be a. I think he's a starting. I think he could be a starting league guard on a playoff team. I do feel like that, one hundred percent. If he was given that opportunity, I do feel like that. When you're talking about winning an NBA championship, man, we talk a, a lot of the guys that we talk about being lead dogs or number two on a championship team. Well, we don't know that they're that until they're actually that. We think that they can be that, so we don't know they're act- we don't know they're that until they're actually that. Maxi, on the other hand, I feel like with his with his athletic ability, with his growth, all of those things would factor in to them being close. Now, you, of course, you're going to need some things to go your way, like Joel Embiid staying healthy, right? Him being t- Tobias Harris playing the way Tobias Harris can possibly play. But I think that if those things came into place and he actually got an opportunity over the course of time, I do feel like he could be I could be he could be one of the better league guards in the game. I do feel like that. Chill town and don't stop there though. The thing I most like about Maxi is when the lights get bright, he's he poke his chest out. Like I'm yes, here, he I'm here to who he looking mm-hmm. at Joel and, and James, like, yo, are y'all y'all finna show up? Right. And he did, he proved it the last two playoffs where it's like, yo, I'm he's clearly the third option this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, we wasn't even expecting anything from Maxi, and he came and bought out both years. Right. Like, well. man, I'm played well. Like this, this ain't mm-hmm. nothing. Like, I, I, I was meant for this, I was built for this. Yeah, well, shit, last, um, last year we spoke about it. Um, well, last season, so this year, just a couple months ago. And I was saying, and I still feel this way, that maybe they should try um, to 
play Maxi as that first option on on the team. Now, obviously, he's you know I'm only talking about scoring. I'm like let's let's facilitate. Let's facilitate looking for him to be the first one to score. Let's mm-hmm. look. Let's facilitate to get him off. You know, because I feel like Joel Embiid is gonna get his regardless. I think it might be a change of pace for 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 them to actually start. You know, looking at him as we we want you we want you to score, kid. Like like come on, let's, let's get some shots up. Let's get you running in the fat in the open court. You know, let's 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 try some uh some pick and rolls with him and Joel right. a little bit more. Just just get him involved a lot more on the offensive uh, offensive end. It's him uh, him being the the centerpiece of the offense. I think is it fair, big know, ox? Is it, is it fair, big ox, to say that instead of him being the num- the number one guy, just let's involve him more because the offense is going to run through Joel and B. He's the guy that the offense mm-hmm. runs through. But I think that he would be more impressive and he would be more impactful if we involved him more as opposed to we're just going to give him the basketball and we're going to run the whole thing through you. Well, number one, mm-hmm. he's not prepared for that because he's never been involved in anything like that before, especially on a playoff team. Mm-hmm. At, at that caliber, playing with playing with the with the league MVP, I'm not just going to immediately take the ball. I'm not just going to immediately take the ball and give it to him and go, "Yo, we're going to run it through you." Well, wait a minute. How about we just involve you more as opposed to now we running it through you? He was involved. He was involved in the offense. Um, and, I think and it was I, limited, I, though. I, yeah, I, I, I do. I, think, was I, I do think it was I don't limited. Think they ran and I understand. I understand. I understand what you mean. I, I understand I think, what you're saying. Like it's, it might it might be a huge jump, might be a huge leap, it might look completely different. But he's not going to be ready until you know until, until he gets out there and does it. You know you know right. how when you you know you know when your your niece or nephew your or your kid they turn four or five, it's like hey, it's about time to get swimming. And they're like mm-hmm. no no, you just not get your ass on the pool. You know, Push your man. so I, use him like use yeah, him like Denver yeah. used Jamal Murray in the situation where he was the primary scorer in a lot of times, where they wanted him to score first, even though we all know Jokic. It's yeah, well, I, and, and, and obviously, obviously, um, Joel's not the facilitator Jokic is, and I'm not calling on him to become, you know, uh, Jokic. I don't, I don't think that's healthy for for the sport or for your players when you see something like that. When you see something like what they did in Denver, and then now we're in Philadelphia, like, hey, we're gonna play like that, you, Joel. You're gonna play like Jokic now. Like, no, nah, I, I don't yeah. think that's a good good move at all. But I do think that when it comes to the offensive end of the floor, I think the 76ers should consider. Um, uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey as their centerpiece. Like, like here, come on, we we going to you, we we going off you. Let's go, let's go, let's get you. Let's just like let's get you going early. You know, let's 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 when we, as soon as we go, as soon as we uh the, the tip goes up, we want you shooting. Let's go, let's yeah. go. You know, because like I said, I just Joel, feel like you Joel's can do that if you're using him with Embiid in two man games or like yeah. anytime their mm-hmm. game like their games come each other perfectly <clears> because Maxey can shoot the ball well and obviously Embiid once he gets you know to the elbow mid post or whatever. He can pop out of that very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. The issue to me, though, is if Maxi cannot show that, hey, I can score, but I can also play me at a high level, he won't be able to have the ball in his hands more, right? right? If you look at Denver, Jamal has a great passing ability, and he can score from all three levels. So him having the ball compared to Jokic at times could make more sense. Tyrese Mm -hmm. has not shown great pop in that regard. To me, that's really where his next jump has to be. I agree that in their offense, he got iced out sometimes and wasn't used a lot in their offense to what we know he can do. But right. him taking that leap in that area to me matters the most. Well, well gifted though, you you got to understand too. It's it's a couple things when it comes to Tyrese Maxey's playmakers. First off, he just might not be a playmaker. We, yeah, so we, yeah, yeah, obviously we, yes. we we won't know until he gets he the ball that. in his hands four times. But he just might not be that. But second off, I'm not really looking for, for me personally. 
I wouldn't wait a minute, Ron. What are you talking about when you said playmaker? Hold on, hold on, Ron. Go back uh, to the playmaker uh, logic. What, what, what uh, are you talking about when you said playmaker? A dude that averages over six assists. Is that all playmaking is? Is playmaking is We know he's a scorer. Oh, okay. Well, are you talking about just penetrating and just creating? I'm just talking about overall playmaking because I don't think that yeah. you're not just a playmaker if you're just distributing the basketball. It's way more to playmaking than, than just distributing the basketball. So I want to make sure that I'm 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 understanding mm -hmm. you when you say playmaking. Now, if you mean that he might not be an elite distributor, okay, I can get with that logic. Yeah, yeah, but as yeah. a playmaker, I think we're talking about something different. Okay, yeah, playmaking no, no is doubt. like how you bend the entire defense. I feel like. What he does oftentimes is, is he'll catch the ball, he'll explode off of closeouts, or he'll take catch-and-shoot opportunities. But in terms right. of him just having the ball and consistently breaking down a, a defense to right. kick and create other opportunities for players, he has not done that. And to be fair to him, the system that he's in doesn't allow for him to be in that type of role. I think that's fair. But at the same right. time, like you said, Ron, we don't know if he can do that. I'm just saying the idea of making him the centerpiece type of guy around Joel Embiid, the only way to even entertain that is if he's able to have that skill. Yeah, that matters well, it, to me. Here's, here's what I was going to say, though. We don't know if he's going to be that, but at the same time, keep in mind they still got James Harden. James Harden led the league in assists, mm -hmm. and James Harden is a playmaker. So you're not right. ever going to ask Tyrese Maxey or a lot of 90 percent of the players in the league to be your play elite playmaker over James Harden. But furthermore, though, what I would say with Tyrese Maxey based on his game is I I don't necessarily I agree with Bob, but I don't fully agree with them. I'm not gonna make him the centerpiece of the offense. But what I would do with Tyrese Maxey is I would almost give him that Ray Allen type of role. Not saying he's a Ray Allen shooter. You guys chill. Mm -hmm. I'm saying I would have him running all around the court. Do oh yeah. Set, I would I would have you setting double screens for him elevator screens backdoor screens i would have tyrese maxi being that guy off ball that you have to you have to center your defense around you have to focus on him because he's constantly moving coming off dribble handoffs um and then you know you swing the ball to him have joel come set a set a quick on ball screen he rolls he screen and he, he passes or he, he passes to the away man cuts off the next person i would have him constantly moving i would see, i would ron, have him in our offense like that which which is which is right. fair ron but i see I, I i seen him in i seen him in transition i seen him in a half court i want ball in his hands i want no, him to have sure. the best i want him to have the basketball i do not want him playing off the basketball i want him working with joel Embiid. i want him creating for tobias harris i want him creating shots for other people in addition to himself because he has that kind of ability and i need for him to be able to do that in volume and the only way that that's going to happen is him being on the court which is why i said initially that i wanted to let james harden walk out the front door because i seen everything that i'm going to get from him and this kid right here the only way he's going to get better is if i give him if i give him the basketball i damo i immediately when you brought up football i thought about that it's like the quarterback that you drafted in the first round except he's sitting behind the starting quarterback for the last three years what do we have with this guy we don't know what we have with him until we put him on the field. We got to find out who this guy is. And I feel like that's the same thing going on with Maxi. Until we find out what's until we find out what we have with him, he's going to be exactly what we just got finished talking about. He's going to be a background singer. And that's the I best the he's going to be. The problem with that chill is I agree with you on that, but then you have to ask the very uncomfortable question, do we have time to figure that out with the aging Joel Embiid? Do we have the time to see if Maxi can do so or so this or that? Like, I don't believe in my mind that Maxi, even if he's given that opportunity, is going to be your number two on a championship team based on his overall player limitations. Mm -hmm. He shows a lot of flashes, sure, but his size, 
to me is a problem. His defense, while he tries, is still a problem. And to me, he's not this like superstar creator, right? Even if he's given that mm-hmm. opportunity, sure, he might be better. But what we're talking about is we have to see him in that role. And typically, you need to have at least multiple seasons under your belt, understanding that a uh, role in your offensive system. So to me, what we're talking about is okay, Maxi can maybe be this in like the next three years at like a superstar level, maybe, right? right? How many years does Embiid have as a number one? How many more years? Well, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up <clears throat> because the same logic was going on with Shaq. Shaq needed Kobe Bryant to turn into that guy. This wasn't a guy who, okay, we got four or five. No, this thing has to happen and it has to happen now. Maxi averaged 20 a game last year. Maxi wasn't just a Maxi wasn't, and this is without having the ball primarily. So if we give him the basketball and we actually open up the offense for him a little bit more and actually allow him to be that guy, I think that Joel Embiid, I think what's Joel Embiid, 28, 20, 29, 28, 29. The knees are definitely 32. Those knees are 32. At this rate, I'm giving Joel Embiid at this. At this level, I think that he'll be up there for probably another two or three more years. That's year okay. six for Maxi. by the time he's starting to slow down. Well, if we give him the basketball now, if we give him the ball now, then now we're talking about something completely different. We're talking about a guy in Maxi materializing even faster because that's what we need. Yeah. We don't need this guy to be processed over the course of another year. No, we need this yeah. thing to happen now. I know that you're not comparing him to Kobe in terms of I'm player. Not. Right. Mm-hmm. I just want to be clear, though, like to me, the reason why they were able to have success is not only did Kobe take that jump, but Kobe was always a two way player that had size and could play make with Shaq at the two man game. Right. Mm-hmm. Maxi, to me, if we're estimating what he could be in year six, right, we have yeah. to assume Joel Embiid is also going to play at a tier one level in the next two years. And me personally, I understand he's been hurt every year, but I don't view him as a tier one player, period. So to Mm. me, having Mm. him as your number one option and then having Maxi as a guy that hasn't really taken that step or, you know, can really play at that superstar number two level to me, I don't really see that really reaching success in the next three years. That's where I'm at. I think he he played at a number two level. I was about to say, so if if that's true, if that's true, yeah, he's talking about Joel and B. So if that's yeah. true, then we got to rip our business plan up, brother, because we ain't winning it with this guy. We yes. got the wrong thing going on. We got to rip <laughs> up our business to. plan. And not only do we have to rip up our business plan, do we have our league guard in Maxi? Because you already made it clear that Joel Embiid is not the number one. Now, who is the number? Who who can be the number one? I don't know. Well, we, you've you've also made it clear that Maxi is not a number two. Well, we don't know what he is until we actually give him the basketball and let and turn him loose. But it's obvious from your assessment that it's, it's obvious from your assessment that Joel Embiid ain't the number one. So if that's the logic, we got to rip this plan up and we got to move on from Joel yes. Embiid. And My if we're moving on from is... Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. yeah. and if we're moving on from and if we're moving on from Joel Embiid, the process is over. Yes. My logic with that team right now, obviously. We got to see like how this team bounces back. They will have another, you know, head coach in Nurse, and maybe mm-hmm. he has more flexibility in their offensive scheme and structure. But I'm just like prorating where the league is going, what the Sixers have accomplished thus far, and the caliber of player that we've seen Joel and B be. Obviously, last year he had an MVP caliber type of season, but consistently in the playoffs, even when he is healthy, 
the limitations I've seen him have against strong defenses is still going to be there. And when you compare him to other teams like the Bucks, Celtics, you know, Denver, it feels like that team isn't really up there in that tier one contention level. So for me personally, I can understand if they do blow that up. Obviously, you have a star player, so they're not going to do that. But seeing Maxi take that leap, I agree with you. As long as Harden is on that team, it's only going to be so far Maxi can go. But I just don't think that naturally who Maxi is as a player, I don't believe he's going to reach that tier two status until he's able to play. Mate. To me, he's more of an off guard specialist like Clay Thompson, but way more athletic. Right, like Clay, he averaged 19 points, 20 points, right? But Clay Thompson was never the number two for Golden State. That was Draymond because Draymond was the captain of the defense and he manned that unit. Maxi needs to show responsibility in that regard, but he's not gonna get that opportunity with James Harden on the team. So it's a tough pickle that team is in right now. Why why is um why is moving off of Joel off the table? It shouldn't be off the table. No, no, no. He's still, hold on, hold on. He's still 29 years old. Yes, he's coming up MVP caliber season. You still give him another couple years, especially Not with the a caliber coach. season. He was the league MVP. Why, why, why league are we MVP? giving him another no, couple no. of years? You're asking a good question. No, 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 if you move, why if you are we move doing off of Joel Embiid, we're trying to get, you're going to go on a full on rebuild? You're not going to get a fair competition for Joel Embiid. He's right. You're never going to trade Joel. You won't even trade Joel. You're not going to get trade Joel right now. You keep him again. You you keep him. It's so not impossible. Give me the logic behind trading Joel. So you 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 take a roster where you guys where how far did they go last year? Semifinals. You know where they go. How far did they go the year before that? The the same place they always go to, Ron. Okay, so you 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 got a you got a roster that you went to the second round last year. Um, you were you were up. 3-2. Also, um, you got the league MVP. You got a, a young budding star that, that's ready to, to, to break through. You got, you got Ron, I thought you, you said got, he was you off got, this, Ron. Yo, Chetan, did he say he was off this? He said he was off this, Relax, relax, relax. So you got James Harden. You also got Tobias Harris. And then you got a lot of other pieces as well. You got a new new championship coach that you just signed. What right. is your logic to play behind, defense, Ron? What, what is good. your logic behind really trading good. Joel? I'm saying, are you so okay, are, are you me, are you now saying you're taking all these pieces and just blowing it up and just starting, well, look, starting let me, from scratch? Let me, that's exactly. Are, are, I'm literally let me, saying. That's literally what Damo is saying. Like a hundred percent. You yeah. I'm. It's a possibility. What I'm saying is yes. It's definitely an option. Like I'm if if I'm a whoever the GM. It's not Elton Brand over there no more. Who's the GM over there? I don't know. Whoever the oh Mori. It's Daryl Mori, right? So Daryl Mori. I'm more than considered taking Valentunas and Bi. Give me give me Valentunas and Bi. Maybe maybe Trey Murphy and Bi. You know so you're gonna be, like, so be another mid team forever. Like you just want to be a mid team. Well, like I what, 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 what I'm, say, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, at least that team has room for improvement. If I, if I, if I, now I'm, that's just the first. That's just the first name. The first couple names that jumped in my head. So mm-hmm. y'all don't kill me for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm obviously not the GM, but I'm just saying like there's there's packages out there that I'm willing to take. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to take some packages, bro. Well, okay, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that, was the, that was just the first no, 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 I, I get it. I get it. Gifted and Damo, I want to hear from you too. But so look, I'm look, like, so the, Ron, the, so Ron, the, you're the not, only you're thing that makes sense to me is blowing it up if you want to rebuild. And at this right. point, I, I, I so 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 Ron, you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't consider um 
like I said, what, let's just let's, 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 they 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 go they go strap dynamite to, hey, all around the arena and blow it up. Yo, if you do that, they might never have they, they, no, they, 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 they might yeah. They probably they go. You don't go. You don't go. You don't go. You got to move out of Philly. You can't stay to Philly. Go get some guys that can play. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know who they are. I'm not sure where you go. But there is a package out there for Joel Embiid, bro. It's not it's not like he's completely untradeable. And you still you still work with, um. Tyrese Maxey, but you go get some young players that can go. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the the Philadelphia fans are completely, completely uh, off of that. Like, I, I don't think they're you, blowing up the arena if you if you make a feasible. They trade. They, they ran Ben Simmons off, so. I mean, what has Joel done for uh, for Philadelphia? Philadelphia is one of those cities. That's a fact, Bob. That's a like, fact right there. Every team is not going to win a championship every year. Y'all act like... But, 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 the process has been going on for a decade and a half, bro. It's been going on for a whole 18 years. The process is done. You know what I'm saying? It's it's over. What I'm saying is I'm actually... I'm actually... I'll take the stance... No, everyone is in tone. Everyone is not tradable. No, they're not. The cast in Philly, I'm sure that they're more fed up with the process. fed up with the second round. I'm sure they're tired of that. I'm pretty sure that the cast over there in Philly wouldn't wouldn't mind a fresh, a fresh brand new start. I've seen that. I heard that, Damo. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty I know sure what that was. He's not an underachiever, bro. His 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 goat is an underachiever. Um, when it comes to the process, like I get what you're saying um I'm not saying that you do trade and be but I I can't just say that that's off of the table because What's true is right now, Embiid's value is the highest is going to ever be, right? He does have injury history every year in the postseason for whatever reason. I'm not even going to say it's all the way his fault, but he's been injured. And even when he's not, if you watch Embiid's play versus Brooklyn, Embiid did not play at a superstar level, right? He hasn't shown that in the playoffs consistently against strong defenses. And what I'm more so preparing for is what if they have to trade James Harden, they don't get the value back that they want, they're out in the second round again. What if Embiid then says, well, I want out, right? Like, like I'm more so saying for the future of the franchise, you have to put everything on the table. That's it. What you call it? With Joel Embiid, I've already went on record saying that I don't think he's the number one if you're trying to win a championship team. It's been yeah. six years of him giving you high-level basketball, and there's been nothing to show for it. And you literally got to this point by tanking and giving the city of Philly nothing to watch for multiple years to build up a team to still do nothing. At this point, you look around the league and you see what a lot of these other young development teams are doing. You see what the Rockets are doing. You see what the Thunder are doing. You see what the uh, Pacers are doing. You see what the Jazz are doing. You see what the Magic are doing. All these teams, well, not all of them, it's, it's, it's a mix. Some of these teams, it's pure just rebuild. Other teams, it's, like I said with the Thunder, when Chris Paul took them to the playoffs and they weren't supposed to be in the playoffs, a competitive rebuild. I'm not saying blow it all up. 
Keep Maxi. Maxi is your new cornerstone for for the time being. That's your best player. You take Joel Embiid, you go and you knock on the Pacers door, you knock on whatever team's door that 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 young team with a ton of talent that's budding that wants to take that step, but they have a a ton of young talent. You go ahead and scrape you off two young guys, two role players, and a bundle of picks for Joel Embiid. You take James Harden before the trade deadline, and you get whatever you can for him. And you walk into you walk out of the season. Look at how the Nets did. The Nets walked out of the season when they made that trade. I remember no one thought they won that trade. Oh, Nets got, like, Nets got fleeced. Nets got fleeced. Nets got fleeced. This is crazy. What yo, the Nets really the, the, the Nets really didn't get nothing back for Kyrie or Kevin Durant. Swaps, Mikhail, and Cam now Johnson. look, yeah. And and yeah. now in in half of a season. After the trade deadline, you see the young guys that they have. They have their new cornerstone young guy. They have their young pieces. And they also have a ton of assets going forward. And now you have a good stepping stone to build on and to try to be competitive in this next era of basketball. That's all I would want for the uh, Sixers. This stuff is done. This is done. I was getting into high school when the process started. It is over, bro. I have a child now. It's done. The process is over. This, this is, this is over. The child going to see the win, Damo. No, the child going to see the win. Damo, I was, I was getting, I was getting into high school when the process started, Damo. Hey, Damo, I, I slightly disagree just a little bit. Only reason why I say slightly, and I agree, I agree with the majority of what you're saying. I just think that if you, if they can get something good for James Hart, I think that gives them a shot. I think you got. I mean, to, for me, um, I think that if you can get some. Good for James. For me, I would package, I would package James Harden and Tobias Harris, and see if I can go get me a, 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 a another All Star level player for anything um, ticket. I'll package the Tobias contract is yeah. Well, is I'm just saying. Well, I, well, what I'm saying is the reason why I'm saying this is because this. I, I think that Joel Embiid needs a closer on that team. I think he needs a star that's a closer. I don't think Joel Embiid is a closer, and I think that's the problem that we see in the playoffs. When we get to the playoffs, he can't deliver. He's getting flogged down. He he needs a like for example, you know how Shaq needed Kobe, kind of just to take over in certain moments because maybe Shaq yeah. was getting triple teamed. Well, that's what's going on with Joel Embiid. He's getting double teamed, triple teamed, and sometimes he's getting played on by guards. But uh, he doesn't have that elite guard on that on the per- perimeter. Even though Max is good, he doesn't have an elite guard that can break down the defense and take over the game late in the game. You know what I'm saying, and then keep the keep the pressure off him. Uh, mm-hmm. I would do that and just keep shooters around them, uh, that that team. That's the route I would I would go. Uh, if you were looking at a specific guy, if I'm looking at some guys that surround the league, that I'm thinking, okay, this might be the guy. Uh, I, if he wasn't so injury prone, I would have thought about Paul George being a guy like that that I could put around him. Um, I think Paul George has shown in moments he can be a good closer. He's shown in moments he can't be too, but. I like his style, uh, but he just Donovan doesn't play. Mitchell? What about Donovan Mitchell? Again? But, yeah, I was going to get to that. A guy like Spidey Mitch, you know, who who may not stay in Cleveland. That's a guy I will be targeting targeting as well. And then you have a couple other guys who are lingering here and there who are, are very good players but may, may can get got. Maybe you can go get a Brandon Ingram, you know, uh, d- depending on – what happens this season going forward. Maybe Brandon Ingram's not happy no more with the situation with Zion and he wants out. Uh, you know, of, of New Orleans, because I've heard that too. I've heard that Ingram's getting kind of fed up with that situation over there, with not knowing if that dude's going to be available, knowing that the team they're not moving off of him uh, right now. So if I'm if if I'm uh, Philly, I'm looking at that possibility as well. Also, uh, I, you can look at a guy. Now I'm not so high on him like some of you guys may be, but a Zach Levine. 
You, know, you understand what I'm saying? I'm just looking at a, 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 a wing or a perimeter guard who can put the ball in the cup, and then when it's time, he can go get me – he can create his own bucket and go get me a, a shot because I'm seeing that really in the playoffs, Joel Embiid is too much for him right now, man. He's not able to be the leader and, and handle that moment in, in the playoffs. And then he hasn't had a guy – when he did have a guy, now watch, when James Harden gave you a flashback, he kind of showed you what he could do in certain situations. But they need a guy who's more reliable than what James Harden is that can do that on a regular basis, that can take a game over late. Not saying he got to go get 40, but that can take a game over and close out in that situation. If James Harden could have sustained that, they would have been good. You know, that would have worked. Are we looking at Joel Embiid specifically on his age, or are we looking at is it a combination of his age and how long he's been? Because just so you guys know, because just so you guys know, Lajuan didn't win until year ten. He was thirty-one years old. It's a no, no, years no, no, no. I don't think it's about that. I think it's about how he's being played in the playoffs. I think that that he he does not deal with the doubles and the triples well, like the all-time great bigs. Marcus Smart will every time he gets to the playoffs. And these teams start throwing multiple guys at him or smaller guys. He gets confused and doesn't know what he – it's like he forgets everything yeah. he's done during the regular season, and he gets confused. And, and, see, that's when you need another guy who you can say, you know what, all right, look, take pressure off, off, off him right now, and you go you – go No, Ticket, you're letting him off the hook with that. No, I'm Ticket, letting you're letting him off the hook with that. It's the same thing you said about Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis gets double teamed, and B, you got to be better in a double team. You got to be yeah, better. No, in a no, 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 you understand what I'm saying? They had those guards that could take over, they could go get, put up right. numbers and take over certain situations. I'm just saying, for example, if Harden was younger and if Harden were more, if we could depend on him more in the clutch, he may have could have been that type of dude. But no, you got to get that type of guy in there with a guy like Joel because I've had seen that already. Seen he, he had that before and he still lost. They had Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. That didn't count. For one, you only had Jimmy for one year. That's for one. And for second, they had beef. On that team between who was going to be the guy between Jimmy and Ben because Ben was a younger guy, an all star. He was so it wasn't like it was Jim, Jimmy. He gave it up to Ben because he like, look, I'm not trying to sit up here and argue with y'all, Dave. Y'all, if y'all want to go this route with them, go ahead and go that route. And he left, and then look what happened. I can understand if he was there more time. Now I believe if they would have chose Jimmy over Ben Simmons or over Tobias Harris, we got a whole different story now. We got a whole different story in Philly. If they, they would have made the right decision and chose Jimmy, we got a whole different story in Philly. Right, wrap it up like a condom, man. This oh. it, it's done. Just wrap it up. <laughs> you Get out, Domo. You you out on Philly. I'm done with Philly, <laughs> man. It. I'm over done. It. It's oh. over. Domo, I thought it's you were over. talking about this segment, but yeah, oh, I guess too. Philly should wrap it up. We'll wrap up this segment too. Uh I'm going to go ahead and get into the Super Chats as of right now, and then we're going to get to the title of the show. Uh I got Derrick Rose versus the field, so I got nine elite point guards for you guys. Some are current. Some played in the past. And I want you guys to let me know, MVP Derrick Rose, yes, Dama, one of your favorite players of all time, 
I can't wait for this segment. How, how he stacks up against these guys. Also, I want to do some promo for some later shows coming on today. We talked about football a little earlier today. Uh, well, tonight, Players Choice Great Iron at 9 Eastern time. We have a former pro. He goes by the name of Dante Hall. He will be on Players Choice Gridiron tonight. Yeah, the oh. Dante Hall. He'll, he'll be on oh. there. He'll be on there. So oh. you guys, make sure you tap into that. Uh, send your super chats. Ask him some questions. It's going to be a lit episode tonight. Also, um, it's a show later today. It comes on at 5 Eastern. Chill, Bob. Chill with chill. Come, come chill yeah, with chill and Ox. Today at 5 Eastern. Y'all come tap mm-hmm. in. Y'all come tap I'm in. Dude. But I'm uh, dude. we got a new member. Viro, appreciate you for coming through. Welcome to the show. Uh, Ronnie with the super chat said, Can we stop with the D Cousins propaganda? He was good when he played, but he's not better than Embiid or Jokic. I got an argument about that with Embiid. No, I got an argument with Embiid. I got an argument with MB because if he don't get hurt that season and him and AD play together, the way that level that, that Negro's playing that year, him and AD play together, bro, really good bro, he was out playing AD all across the board that year. He was out playing AD, bro, all across the board. Go go look it up. Go, go watch those games again. Boogie Cousins not only was a heart and soul that year, he had made a big difference on the team that year. He had outplayed AD all across the board. He was, I'm talking about his, everybody thought his numbers would dip. His numbers was legit. When he played with AD, and I'm talking about all of AD. If Boogie did not tear his Achilles that season, those Pelicans in the playoffs, oh, they were going to be trouble. They were going to be trouble. They were going to be trouble. Were they running him in like? Were they running him like a point center? Like that was yeah. the thing they were doing. Yeah, they that was crazy. crazy. That was the yeah. crazy. He was running. He was throwing AD. Like, he was bro. He was dead ass throwing throwing AD. Drew on that team too. Drew on that team doing right. Drew Holiday, Rondo on that team. Drew, Drew, AD, and Demarcus Cousins. They could they could have been raised up Rondo. A run to the chip would not be, would not have been shocking right Although his defense was still not that and great. Rondo, no, you, you, you know Ox gonna bring up Rondo. You already know what's Rondo's him. Yeah. Rondo playoff so, Rondo's a real thing. Hey, they, they disrespect Boogie, but Boogie could do more than Embiid. Boogie can handle it. He could shoot the three just like Embiid. He he can post up just like Embiid. He he's to me he's a better creator. He plays better out of the traps, out of the double teams. If, if, he's a monster. Better the only thing I'm better rebounder. And B's a better rebounder. But, but yeah, way better. No, defender. no, I wouldn't say better rebounder. I say about even. I think I think Cousins was a better rebounder than than. Oh and, no, and no, no, should no, be no, a, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I, think, I thought you said I think Cousins uh, was a better. No, I'm going with Cousins. Cousins was a monster, bro. Monster. Don't y'all get it twisted. Talking about some heat. Nah, y'all do not There's not. There's not seven or eight centers in league history who are more talented offensively than Cousins. He might be a top five offensive talent at the center position all the time. Top five offensive talent. Yo, top top five. Easy. He might be. Easy. Might be. Calm down. I think ten for sure. Maybe five. Bob, his ability to dribble. Talk about this talent, this ability to dribble. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. one of the most offensively versatile centers of all time. He's good. He's good. I'm not disagreeing with 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 his assessment of the talent. I'm just disagreeing with how quick sometimes we talk about how good somebody is in the instant. Like he was a top five. No, no, no. He was. He was. He was cold as hell. Trust me, I know. He was cold as hell. If you really saw, if you saw Boogie's size in real life, and saw what he does at that size, 
Yo, I seen Boogie Cousins in real life. I know what, I I know what Ticket's talking about. Like, if you've no, seen no, him in real life, that's 610. I know what he's talking about. I've just mm-hmm. seen DeMarcus Cousins. I've been played in all, every March of Dimes of the summer when DeMarcus was out there. We, What's I, I March of Dimes? Felt, felt that. <laughs> People don't know March of Dimes. What is it? Those, those, calm down, Damo. Calm down. You know, March of Dimes, those is those tournaments. It goes, it goes, it goes, the proceeds go to cancer research and whatnot. All the, you know, most mostly in um, whatever city yeah. the March of Dimes. Where's March of Dimes, though? Well, we we uh, I, I believe there's more than just the one in Sacramento, though. Uh, but I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the one in Sacramento, though. We so we used to play in that March of Dimes. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't play like we play the the king usually play the Kings team for the championship, and they usually kick our ass. But you know, we we do that though. So like, I know Demarcus Cousins. I've seen it in the flesh. Demarcus is different, immovable. He's way he's way too fast to be that big, you know. But still, like. I'm not. I'm not ready for that top five. We focus, Damo. Will you focus? <laughs> we all, focus, Damo. Yo, what I say, Damo? Hey, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. got lost right there, man. Hold on, hold on. Damo got lost right there when he said that shit, huh? Hold on, one second, Ron. Hey, Bob, since you said that, off the top of your head right now, name five big men that were more talented. Yeah, offensively, offensively, more. No, no. Hey, now, Ron, y'all put this on the short. Since you said you ain't that quick to do it, you should be able to name five off the rip that was more than And I can give you one. One. And that's Jokic. Just one. Oh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't so, even thinking about so, that. So, 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 so Jalen, was he more talented than Shaq? As, as a five man, as, as a five man on, was he more talented offensively I'm than Shaq? I'll take Shaq. So Shaq, Jokic. Okay, you take Shaq. How about Chamberlain? No, 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 no. Talented? He was more talented than Shaq. Offensively. But Shaq's dominant. Hold on, 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 don't do that. Stutter step in the, I, I have seen Shaq in transition. Don't do it. I have seen Shaq with the stutter step in the spin move in transition. Don't get on Boogie. I have seen that. Number one. Number two. He was handling like Boogie. I think y'all are overdoing how Boogie was handling the ball. 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 Give me the five turnovers a game. I think he got a hand up for I'm not saying I'm not saying Boogie couldn't handle, but young Shaq, a young Shaq, I get you, Magic Shaq, Orlando Shaq in transition. We're talking about Orlando Shaq. Was not in transition? Yeah, both of them in transition. And Boogie wasn't doing that neither. He was. Boogie was constantly catching on the ball. He was turning the ball over a lot when he was doing that shit. But that shit not that great. Boogie on the blocks. Boogie was a turnover machine when he was Sacramento. He was a turnover machine in Sacramento. That's the fact. Boogie like. And by the way, since we're on the subject of him getting buckets, don't forget the fact that he was running with the league leader in assists in Rondo. So don't make it sound like he was the primary boy handler up there when he was in Sacramento, because he wasn't. My whole point to you was, Throughout his whole career, hold on. Throughout his whole career, Boogie was constantly able to take dudes off the dribble, easy, so get to the bucket, and get his own cup. And, and I'm so talking Shaq. about, I'm talking about catching. Shaq catch able to do that too. 
Shaq was not doing that his whole career. Shaq did that, baby. He wasn't this even doing it on the regular basis, bro. Look, it is. Why does Shaq Y'all are arguing was DeMarcus Cousins more skilled than Shaquille yeah, O'Neal? More skilled. Yes. More skilled. Yes, he yes, was. Yeah. Shaq was Shaq was dominant. It was it he was, was more dominant. Shaq was more dominant. Let's call Come it on, man. Dude, I'm not saying Shaq didn't have any talent, but Boogie definitely and Boogie definitely mm -hmm. relied on some of his uh, uh dominance as well. He definitely had some dominance to his game because his size and physicality. Mm -hmm. yeah. But Shaq was just twofold when it came to dominance and physicality. Boogie That's relied true. on more skill to get to the basket to score. Because he wasn't as athletic. Because Boogie wasn't as athletic. He I am ready to hate on Derrick Rose, and we arguing about Shaq <laughs> and DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> hey, we could. We could. Hey, 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 you just kept the chair. I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. I heard what you said. I heard what you said. I hope they put you on the show saying that, bro. What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? Like Shaq was taking dudes off the dribble like Boogie was. Man, cut it out, he man. Was taking dudes off the dribble. We can go watch the time I see him. Here, I see, playing, I see him taking guys off the dribble, crossing over Jerome Jones. Yeah, Jerome Jones. Like Boogie seen him. Ron, you ever seen that, Ron? You ever seen I've Shaq seen doing it. it on the regular No, I, I definitely seen it from Shaq. But chill, though. This is also no, what you got to understand, too. No, 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 no. Ron, I'm So you're saying, Ticket, that Boogie Cousins, on a regular basis, had the basketball 16, 17 feet away from the basket. And just going after that. That's Chill, what I'm did. asking you. Chill, he did. He he, he yeah. had the ball on a regular basis out on the perimeter. Okay. All right. He, he, he absolutely yeah. did. Chill, okay. I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying his game was kind of centered around him catching it in the high post and going to work from there. But you right. know what? Ox, I want to ask you, as being a Sacramento Kings fan, what, what what's your assessment of Boogie's game? And, and let's go back to the original question. Boogie, uh, what was it? Boogie versus Embiid. Right. I mean, you. See, we we talked about this. We, we talked. We talked about. We talked about this before. You already know. I. I. Uh, I want. I'll take Pete Boogie over 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 Joel. I like. I, I, I want. I want. I want. I want Demarcus. When Demarcus was his last, his like his last two seasons in sack, and then that right before, right before he tore his Achilles in New Orleans, I like him over Joel for sure. I just got one question. Like, I think it's really unfair. Because if we just said, okay, let's just ignore everything Joel Embiid has done in the playoffs and compare the, their regular season campaigns, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But because be. we've seen Joel Embiid underperform in the playoffs, we have that vision in our mind when Boogie wasn't in the playoffs to underperform. Like, I, on, I no. think this no, is kind of nasty. That's not, on, that's, not, that's, not, yeah. that's not what I'm doing, Gifted. I'm looking, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him okay. as a hooper. I'm right. looking at him as a hooper. And I'm, de I'm, I'm deciding if I, if I want a team, I got a team, who do I want? I want Demarcus. Like I know that Demarcus it's not, it's has not, it's had like really good skills and stuff, right? I'm not like, saying one of those situations. That's true. Like, oh, he, he but he I don't think Demarcus Joel. was that's, that's not was I'm that saying. efficient for your team. Like, okay, sure, you I, can take people off the bounce, cool. But against playoff defenses, how many turnovers do you think he would have? Right. Like, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. It depends on who he's playing with too. Because hold on, you can say that about hold on, hold on, hold on, gifted, gifted. You can say that about any player. You can say that about any player, right? So, 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 guess what? He would have been, he would have been right around with. Guess what? Him and his prime would have did the same thing AD did with LeBron. Oh, Boogie no. and his prime would have did the no, same sir. thing. AD and his prime, no, Boogie. No, you, no, hold on, you no, feel no, LeBron? Nowhere near the defenders. Hold on, get it. Hey, hold on, get it. I promise yeah. you right now. Let this lie. I'm gonna send you to the eye doctor and get your eyes straight. 
check this out. You gonna sit up here and tell everybody right here watching this video that LeBron James couldn't have won a championship with a prime boogie cousins? He was nowhere near the defender AD was absolutely uh, not. Absolutely not. Hey, all I want to say is uh, we we can definitely are y'all gonna tell me Demarcus Cousins is close to Anthony Davis at his peak defensively? Are we really doing that today? No, no, we all nobody nobody said nobody said that. Okay, but you guys do know the reason why they won is because defensively they were like that, and also AD had his best offensive performance in the playoffs. Are we going to say DeMarcus Cousins with a straight face is going to clear AD offensively to the point where it makes up for the defensive gap? Let me, let me ask you a question, Gifted. Let me, let me ask really you a question, do. Gifted. On that, team, on that team, with the defensive bigs that you had in Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, that 2020 Lakers team still Oh, this is nasty. Oh, this is real nasty. JaVale McGee? Hold on, hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. Let me finish my story. You asked a question. Let me answer the question. If you got, if you take out Anthony Davis and put an insert Cook. Marcus Cousins in 2020, you still have Dwight Howard and um, JaVale McGee on the defensive end. You still win the championship. Yes. <laughs> You're no, cooked. You're absolutely no, cooked. No, they do not. No, You're cooked. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not no, kidding. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Ox, I didn't mean it, I wouldn't is, say. No, hold on. The, Ox, no, the, difference, the difference is... AD could be on the floor with Dwight and JaVel McGee. So that he could play crazy. with them. Yeah. Right. You're not putting right, DeMarcus Boogie. could too. No. Oh, my God. Y'all don't care Why? about defense. Y'all do not care about oh, defense to any you're level. Right. Are y'all are y'all kidding me? Are y'all kidding me? Right, you want to play DeMarcus Cousins hey, with JaVale McGee as your front court defensively? Are you smoking crack? Gifted, hold on. If you're telling me today's NBA, you're putting DeMarcus Cousins and fucking Dwight Howard on the They're getting fucked on the perimeter. What's wrong with y'all? What are we doing? You're good. No, 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 no. Pause, pause, pause. I'm talking to Jalen. No, pause. I'm talking to Jalen. What the fuck you mean you good? What the fuck you mean you good? How are you good on the perimeter? You're getting baked on the perimeter. You're talking what? about DeMarcus-Cousins-80's-perimeter-defense-the-gap-business-big-as-their-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-team-
No, hold on, Bob. That. I got it right now. Bob, I go got ahead. it right now. Dead to rights. So in 2016, 2017 for the Pelicans, when AD was leading that team, when he, that was a year he played his most games. He played 75 games that season, right? And he also had Drew Holiday on that team as well, as well as Etan Moore and those guys, right? That same year, they only won 34 games. Now, Boogie played 17 games that year because he got hurt, right? They only won 34 games with AD in his so-called defense, right? Why the next year when this. Boogie played, hold on, why the next year when Boogie came back, they improved and won 48 games when Boogie came the next year and only played 48 games? Because you got I a better player on the team, that doesn't make sense, Ticket, because you got the same guys plus a better player added to the no, team. No, 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 hold on, 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 Chill, what I just said before you lose your time. Those years before Boogie came, did he not have Drew Holiday? He did. He had Drew Holiday. I'm asking you a question. Yeah. Was Drew Holiday one of the premier defenders in the league? Yes, he was. Okay, so why the hell was he getting the hell beat out of him every single year when you had two of the premier defensive players in the world on the same team? Are you equating Drew Holiday as a defender are you equating him as an elite offensive player like no, James I'm was? Him, hold on, hold on, hold on, chill, hold on. Chill, if I, I speak, I'm in trouble. Chill. I, I want you to listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Ron, 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 chill. Listen to what I said. We talk, hold on, hold on, chill, 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 chill. Hold on, chill, hold on, chill. Listen to what I said, bro. Don't attack me because you want to attack me. Listen to what I said. No, I'm listening. I'm listening hold on, what I'm saying to you is this. Hold on, what I'm saying to you is this. I'm listening. Because that same team in 2015 only won 30 games. And guess what? They, they had dudes that could get buckets on that team on the offensive end. Plus, they had AD. Plus, they had the big dude, Ryan Anderson, who was shooting threes. They could hit, uh, shoot the pick and pop, spread the floor. Plus, they had uh, 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 Drew Holiday on that team. And, and that team also had Eric Gordon, too. And they also had Tyreek Evans, who was putting up big numbers on that squad. So, my whole point to you is this. Right. My whole point is, is why, if AD and those dudes were so gifted defensively, why were they so poor? And, t and, and and then 80s defense didn't take an uptick until we seen him go play with the Lakers. That's when we really saw the effect of his defense turn into wins. Because before then he he was losing most of those most of those hold on most of those years he was most of those hold on most of those years with the Pelicans he was losing. So what hold on if if, the, if you had two if you had two all league defenders on the same team how the hell is it? 30 games a year every year until Boogie shows up. When Boogie shows up, now they won 48 games. And that was a season Boogie only played 48 games. He either played more than probably won 55 to 60 games. Well, this, so, this, the, this the other thing. And about, we start talking about AD as an all-world next-level defender until he went and played with LeBron James. Because it's, before it's, then, we couldn't – hold on. Before then, we couldn't – hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say this. And before then, everybody was saying Drew Holiday was a great defender because we saw what he did today, right? But at the same at the same time, nobody was screaming. All, all of the, all of these things you guys are saying now about AD, nobody was screaming this when he was when he was with the Pelicans, when he was supposed to be one of the best defenders in the world. But it didn't reflect, even though he had other great defenders on his team, they still was getting torched. He so, just, just now, so, so oh, wait, hold on. So what Gifford was saying going, about keep going, keep going, keep going. What Gifford was saying about AD's effect defensively. My whole mm -hmm. point is when AD was the man. And he mm -hmm. had another dude who was an all-world defender on his team, Drew Holiday. Why the hell was they getting the hell beat out of him every single year? Until and my response to that though. is that oh. has nothing to do with the – no, wait, hang on. That has nothing to do with the comparison of DeMarcus Cousins' perimeter defense to Anthony Davis' perimeter defense. This is going to be a tangent that takes you somewhere else. I want to respond, respond directly to Jalen. Jalen, that is insanity. 
If you're comparing exactly. Anthony Davis's switch ability on the perimeter to DeMarcus Cousins, fact. it is not comparable at all. That is not and fact. something something that people really take for granted. The year that they went the furthest, right? Remember, Drew Holiday, what he did to Dane was absolutely insane, right? But Anthony Davis on the back line provided Drew so much more opportunity. He dominated right? that series. Dominated. He dominated he that dominated series offensively as well. He so, averaged so, 30 and 12. <laughs> In that series, which nobody brought up, just so you know, you know who won defensive player of the year that year? Uh, what year? You know who was second in defensive player of the year that year? <laughs> it was Anthony Davis. Yeah, Davis. So when he we talk about a guy not being dominant <laughs> as a defender, yes, he was. So that's not true. He fellas, was absolutely we, that. I mean, I, I think fellas, we, we, we got to move on. I, do I can't believe Jalen said that, Ron. I do believe that a prime, a prime Ron and DeMarcus win a championship. Last thing, Ron, we're not going to act like DeMarcus Cousins wasn't the best big man in the NBA that, that, those, those, around those years. We're not going to pretend like he wasn't the best big man in the league. I mean, this is probably the best big man The thing about it is, like, so I'll start with that. DeMarcus Cousins was the best big man in the league, hands down. Second, I will say that you're right. The defense would, if you replace those two, the defense takes a dip. Yeah, I don't think he's the I don't think he's the perimeter defense Anthony Davis is or the interior de defender Anthony Davis is. I don't think he's a negative though. On top of that, I do think even he 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 even wakes up to offense a little more because his ability to do way more on the offensive end than Anthony Davis. Why are you looking like that, Gifty? If you if you watch the basketball, I understand. No. I understand if you didn't see it. But what I'm saying, I'm gonna let you talk. No, no, no. I'm gonna let you talk. Thank you for letting me talk. Thank you for letting me talk. I do. I, I think I, I believe that Demarcus Cousins was that much better on the other end of the floor. That it's like it's like no. They they don't they don't like it's not like they win in a in a better fashion or a worse fashion but yeah they they still win but me saying that you can replace him and win isn't saying isn't saying anything as a knock to Anthony Davis I hate when we do that like I'm not I'm not saying anything negative about Anthony Davis all I'm saying is that DeMarcus Cousins was the best big man in the league and if you put him on that team they win too it's not it's not that's not that's not that's not that's not that's not something that's not hold on that's that's not something that we have to have you know get high blood pressure about that's not something I want to be clear on why the Lakers won okay the reason why I'm mentioning the defense. Okay, I know no, no, why they won. No, okay, I, I, no, no, I, 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 I let you talk. I let you talk. I let you talk. I want to counter what you're saying. Look, look, listen. I just let you talk. I just let you talk. Okay, so if I got it, let me go. If I got it, let me go real quick. Hold on. Just hold on. Hold on. Calm down. What I'm saying is this, Gifted. We understand why they won. We don't need we don't need you to break everything I down. I understand what you, you're you, saying. I didn't cut you off, bro. Let me stop. Ox, okay, ox, okay, okay. Ox, come on, come on. Doing this little petty shit. You're gonna get your chance talk. if you just relax, bro. What bro. I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is we we understand why the Lakers won. Gifted, you don't got to go back through that again. That wasn't my point. You're not even letting me make my point to cut me off, bro. I didn't cut you off. I let you say something. What I'm saying is we there's more there's more than one way to win a championship. Okay. There's more than one way to play basketball. We understand why they won. I'm saying they could have won a different way, bro. That's that's it, bro. I don't I don't, don't want to. Can I make my point now? Please do. Yes. Okay. So and, and my after this, issue. You got to move on, Gifted. But go ahead. Yes, you got yes. it. Okay. My <laughs> issue with this argument 
is the reason why the Lakers won the title is because what Anthony Davis was in that playoff run on both ends was the most dominant player in the playoffs, okay? What he was doing on the offensive end in terms of converting his shots at the clip that he was and the defense is why they won. The Lakers had the most versatile starting five because they could go small, and their version of small was with Anthony Davis and LeBron, where they didn't have to give up anything on defense. Sure, if you want to argue that DeMarcus would be, at best, a neutral defender, okay, but the difference is Anthony Davis was such a supreme plus. He was the best defender in the playoffs. That plus is what carried that roster over the top. And the fact that they weren't sacrificing anything offensively when he was literally putting up 30 a game in the playoffs on crazy efficiency, shooting nearly 40% from three on good enough volume, and he wasn't turning the ball over like that, he was the best play finisher in the playoffs as well. The balance between the dominance on offense and defense from Anthony Davis is why they won. At best, you're telling me demarcus would be dominant offensively but he would not be dominant defensively and to me that is not enough to get through and win in my he didn't have to, hold on he didn't, well, let, let me cook you real quick he didn't have to be because the one thing the lakers did that you you ignored is they also put great defenders around ad they had guys who could bring protect like javel mcgee they had, they had for, hold on hold on i'm not finished yet. i'm not finished yet. They had perimeter defenders on that team like Danny Green. So, and most of those guys, they had Alex Caruso on that team. So, if you want me to keep cooking your ass three the hard way, I can cook Anthony you three Davis the hard made way. You, hold on, hold on, you guys, hold on, hold on. They were just here yesterday saying that Alex Caruso was one of the top 25 defenders in the league. And, and, and that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. And that AD year, they they hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the Lakers had one of the best defenses in the league that year. They It wasn't just AD. It was because if it was just AD, they would the same defense would have held up the next year when they changed the broadcast around him, but it didn't. They got the ass in, in the first round. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second. My whole point to you is this that team had put very good defenders around AD, JaVale McGee, a rim protector. Who was eating? Who was eating a black play with Anthony with Davis? Glass. He's hold not on, doing shit on. without AD on the court. What are you talking about? He was oh, hold on. He was blocking shots and eating glass in limited minutes. Javale McGee. Also, you had Danny Green, who he played, played very solid perimeter defense. Oh, let me finish. Who played very solid perimeter defense? Also, you had Alice Caruso, who was playing great full court pressure defense on the other point guards. Then you then you had Rondo, who gave you a few great uh, a great minutes every single game, especially in the How playoffs. Play? Hold on, hold on. Especially in the playoffs, because if I if I'm not mistaken, Chilltown Rondo was making a big defensive plays against the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs. So my lion, Chilltown. With Anthony Davis the ball, as the anchor, they can't even get that right. Chill, 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 chill. Is it not fair that Anthony Davis being the anchor of their defense elevates everyone's play on that level? Is that not facts, chill? Is that um, not fact? Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Say it one more Isn't time. Isn't it facts that Anthony Davis's presence on the defensive end when he's on the floor benefits the other defenders? Because now your job remains a lot easier when you have a roamer and a guy who can plan himself and be switchable for you. He adds to the versatility of your defense, which maximizes the entire unit. Is that not true? That is a fact. So, so no, you say that JaVale McGee is playing 10 minutes a game with Anthony Davis playing on the floor, he's raising their level. When Anthony Davis is off the floor, that defense is not the same. Hold on. Nowhere close with those defenders. Why do you want to? Hold on, hold on. Anthony Davis had an easier time being that being that rim protector, being the guy anchoring that defense. When you have guys like Danny Green, Catania's Caldwell Pope, Rajon Rondo in front of you defending. They're, they're smart enough to know. They're smart enough to know. They're going to get their defenders going towards Anthony Davis. 
They're smart. No, Jalen and Oh, no. so you're making our point. So they're guiding the defense to Anthony Davis. So you're actually going to make my point for me. Thank you, Jalen. Thank you, Jalen. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. What? Jaylen, make gonna, this last gonna, point, and we really got to move on. This is really the yeah, last point. Right now, what, what, what? Those defenders are getting beat off the dribble that easy. Those are all elite defenders. Again, Caldwell Pope, elite Alex defenders. Rudolph. All of them are just yeah, elite. Caldwell Pope, Danny Green. Okay. Yes, they, they were elite defenders. They're not getting beat out of time. Get beat in the right spots where where these bigs can't help us. I'm saying they helped Anthony Davis just as much as Anthony Davis helped them. No, there's no way you say that those defenders are benefiting the same. Are you fucking Are you serious? KCP have been a starter on multiple championship teams, a defensive guy. Danny Green was a starter on multiple championship teams as a champ as, as a championship level guy. JaVale McGee has gotten burned as a as a defensive uh, guy and a def one of the defensive anchors on multiple NBA championship teams, and he was doing it with the Golden State Warriors too. You sorry son of a snitch, and I'm gonna put my foot. <laughs> because they had Draymond Green and Kevin. What? What are you? What are you talking about? Oh yeah. my bad. Because they had another yeah. elite anchor in Draymond. What are we doing? Where's the Javel logic at in this conversation? Javel didn't help. Javel wasn't blocking shots. Jamel I never said he gloves? didn't help. You're gassing right, it to a other level. What Jalen specifically know, said I'm was that they benefit all. in the all same way they did not. Anthony Davis significantly raises the level compared to what all they raised the level to. That's fact. Hold on. I'm proving to you one thing. The only thing I proved to you is the only thing I proved to you is is that AD didn't make those dudes. Those dudes were defensive guys in other places and they did it without AD. Sucker. What are you talking about? Nobody's saying that he made them ticket, but he did make them better, which made I'm not coming against you, Ticket. That's not what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, we what I'm coming, against, is I'm what? coming against this logic that Jalen is trying to sell me that Anthony Davis mm -hmm. is, a, is an inferior defender on the perimeter to DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. It's not close either, though. It's not close either, We're moving on, okay? That was bad. I ain't gonna lie. That shit was bad. We're moving along. Y'all watch the games. Don't just listen to ESPN. Watch the games for DeMarcus I don't think you watch the games at all, quite frankly. Watch the games Eight Gates Lee with the super chat said, Doc gonna make it worse. His voice sucks, and teaming up with Doris Burke is a terrible combo. I actually like Doris Burke. I, I actually <laughs> like Doris Burke. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's nice. She's nice. Yeah, yeah. I like Doris Burke. She know the game. Andrew's gotta go. Andrew's gotta go. Say it again, ticket. Is she thick? 
But she'll look like, I don't know. She, she ain't like that. No, she's crazy. Nah, she ain't like that. I heard Drake trying to holler at her. So she nah, must nah, have something. Nah, she's like a mom. He said, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. She's like a grandma type. Yeah. He one of them grandma fantasies, huh? Yeah, Yo. that's exactly what she is. She <laughs> yeah, is absolutely. She actually is. Yeah, she the sixty year old grandma. She's the she's the fifty five sixty year old grandma that you like. I might. Right. Are you saying she the anchor? I might. <laughs> MP thirteen with the super chat said it's factor. It's facts that it's glaring. It's factor that it's yo y'all gotta y'all gotta send better super chats. But it mm. says uh, it's it's factor that it's glaring obvious that when you have analysts, quote unquote analysts that cover multiple sports, their overall points across the board become generic because the time needed to be effective to effectively talk about one sport is too demanding. That's very that. true. That, that's very mm -hmm. true. It's really hard. You see, anytime Stephen A. Smith talks about football or tennis or golf. You know, I always see he's definitely not as educated as he is in basketball. So. He knows boxing, though. No. He does. He, he, he doesn't know, know boxing. He, know, he, he, know bo he knows boxing. Yeah. He knows basketball. I think he knows football, too. Does he know boxing? Yeah. Football's a little bit. Like, you get better, but... Yeah, he doesn't know boxing like he knows basketball, already. but he, he does yeah. know boxing. I don't think he... I think he out of his league I'm in not, the UFC, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah. slightly questioning Stephen A. Basketball IQ, too, man. I done heard some crazy shit. I ain't going to lie to you, but it's cool, man, you know. They paid $10 million Entertainment, entertainment. Lonnie Williams said, I posted it in the chat, but thoughts on Orlando donating to political campaigns. Teams backing candidates sounds mm. like a slippery slope. Well, not 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 just political campaigns, Lonnie. I mean, talk about it what it really is. They donated fifty thousand dollars to Governor DeSantis for him running for the president. This is the same Governor DeSantis who made a rule in the state of Florida to completely eliminate undocumented workers. And that's driving the economy down in the state of Florida. So stuff like that matters when you're talking about moving forward with teams. It matters, but I guess, you know, the whole free speech, free country thing, they're allowed to do it. You know, yeah. a lot more people, you know, do what mm -hmm. you want. Even though I, I don't agree with Ron DeSantis, but hey, all the power to you and Magic. Right. Believe in him. I mean, I live in Florida, so it, it, no, it's... I'm not no. Yep, yep. He's, uh, he's not, he's he's not as popular. Like, he's very popular yeah. there. Isn't he? He's yeah. very popular there. Yeah, mm -hmm. like but he's not as popular as people think he is. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. It's your boy... With the super chat, said, "What year does sports media start to fall off?" In y'all's opinion, people people from their own sports started their own things, has put pressure on ESPN, etc. For example, I like baseball, and in my opinion, there's plenty of channels for that now. I think in the when, 2000, when Stewart, when Stewart Scott passed away. I, I was thinking around the, the, the middle of the of the 2010, but Stu, yeah, you're right, ticket because Stewart Scott was. That's he, he what looked like. He looked like Stewart Scott. Like a dark skin Stuart. Yeah, he do. He's not, he that's like for real. He like, a, he, like a, he like a dark skin version of Stuart Scott. I can see that. I, I, that was that dude. Hey, hey, chill. Stuart Scott had them sayings too. He had, he, he had a whole bunch of different little sayings. I say that all the time. My, my my grandmother had Walter Cronkite. My mother had Ted Koppel. I had I had um, Stuart Scott. He was when I was watching Sports Center specifically for Stuart Scott. He was going to give me the news. I think the growth of the internet and social media really kind of hurt these these sports shows and hundred percent on that. Now people just have more platforms to look at. Mm -hmm. You know, people have other ways to put out their own opinions. Before it was you had to go to TSN or you know sports uh, sports network to to watch highlights. Now you go on mm -hmm. YouTube, Twitter, whatever. You can get your information so many different places. It was bound yeah. to happen eventually. And now all these athletes are on their own platforms. That's nothing. But before they would just go to ESPN, give me the check, they would do their thing. But now they realize, okay, hey, we can have complete ownership of what we do. We can right. we have no handcuffs of what we can say. 
mm-hmm. they have, you know, freedom of what they want to talk about. So right. I think for me, bro, um, when I came to basketball, I started to watch basketball later. Um, my dad is from Africa. So like I grew up playing soccer. Um, yeah. I was not used to watching television for sports because my dad was always like, why would you watch them talk about sports when you could play sports? That was always like my mindset. But then when I joined like the track team, all my friends would say, you got to watch, you got to watch. So um, I would tap in. And then as you evolve from like a casual person to like really watching the games and like, then you're seeing like, wait a minute, he said this on TV, but that's not true. Cause I watched the game. He's not really correct about it. You start to like get more and more detached because it goes from being some something that's like lighthearted fun and like can show you some things about the game to mm-hmm. not accurate about the game. And now I just don't even like think about any of these networks outside of when you maybe see posts from them on uh TikTok, Twitter, whatever. So, so like it's kind of like dying in terms of the technology, but also like as you progress from a casual to someone who watches the games a lot, you don't really mm-hmm. need these networks as much to understand what's going on. Yeah. And David Estello, just so you know, this is actually a basketball show. We throw other stuff in. That's what we do around here. We do talk basketball. The majority of the stuff we talk back, the, the, the majority of the time we talk basketball. We don't not we don't talk about basketball nearly enough. That is not true. In fact, that's why you're here, because that's what could because we talk basketball. So get your story straight when you talk about us. It's like 89 percent basketball. <laughs> uh, speaking of other sports that we talk about, thickest pilot said, I grew up on Chris Berman. Boomer on Sports Center talking football. I was just a kid with my big bro, and it was educational and fun. ESPN's golden era has passed. Hold on, that's the man. What? That's a man. What's a man? Uh, man Chris Berman. Uh, nah, ticket's pilot. That's a man. Ticket. Um. No, because he said he. He said he. He said he in the in the in the message. I thought it was a woman the whole time, man. <laughs> they guess, mm. It could they it could be a woman, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes Yeah. You can watch you, you, you yeah, can watch sports. You can watch sports pilot. You a man or a woman? Nah, because I've never heard of no dude call himself thickest pilot. Like I'm thinking that's a woman. I told this whole time, every time Ron read the super chest, I'm thinking that it's thick ass. I thought you were talking about our thick ass thick that's that's flying the plane. I'm thinking it's a thick ass pilot. It's more than what it's not chill, it's hilarious. It could be thick like low. What you was talking about out Maybe like maybe like thick. Nah, Ron, that's crazy. Ron talking crazy with that one. I ain't gonna tell. That's what you talking about our show. When I read the chat, it said they don't they don't even talk about they don't even talk about basketball anymore. I thought you was talking about this show, David. I apologize. Yeah, nah, he meant he meant have you have you ever seen a shorty a thick pilot? What? I take it. I'm, I'm, I, I, I travel country to country. All right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we could we could talk about Turkish Airlines. Ooh, mm. Turkish Airlines, boy. Oh boy. Hey, we we we, we could hey, we could talk about Brazil? a lot. I, hey, I, I, I flew in a lot of carriers. <laughs> mm. Crazy as hell, man. Raw with the super chat said it goes to show how much this LeBron first Jordan convo has been carrying sports media over the last fifteen years. American mm. sports media, yes, that's been a. That's been the primary topic for the past 15 years, you could say. NJ Dre1804 said Shannon was the X Factor for FS1, hence why ESPN wants him. He appeals to, quote unquote, the culture way more than Stephen A., hence his rapper interviews. He's just more, he, he, he's more relatable. And it just seems more authentic with, with that's why they call him Unk. 
because it yeah. just seems more relatable with, with, with Shannon. Shannon looked like the dude that if you've seen him in the street, you could talk to him. Just come to him the right way. Don't 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 come to him out of bounds. No. I'm not gonna lie. Shannon Shannon and Stevie A would, would kill my kill my eardrums though, man. Cause they both not not gonna back down. Like I, I would battle. Like, I would like Shannon day. and JJ Reddick. I think Shannon and JJ Reddick as a parent. That would be cool. I, That's I not bad. That's not yeah, bad actually. Not bad. We got a new member, DW. DW, what up, brother? Welcome to the show. Random guy speaks. He was on the show yesterday. Shout out to Random Guy Speaks. Uh, he mm -hmm. said, don't forget the outside factors that affect ESPN. All the bad content Disney is making, among other stuff, and those things have consequences. Sure. Remember, ESPN isn't high on the totem pole for Disney, so they pay some of some of the price. That is fair. And having stuff like Disney Plus or ESPN Plus, and like, ain't nobody care about that. Mm -hmm. That shit with Disney, though, I've read a report. They lost like eight, nine hundred million in their movies, so they got to make mm -hmm. it up somewhere. So something they lost some bread, yeah. A lot of bread. Let's debate basketball. Said how many times the Marcus led the team to the playoffs? I'll wait. That's kind of nasty though, because the roster yeah. structure was not great. Exactly. How many Now you answer that question. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fair. Like, like, like I hate when people do that because sometimes you can criticize players, sure, but people really have to value roster construction in basketball a lot more. Those Kings teams never had great talent around him to be in that position. That's nasty. I wouldn't really do that. But. Hey, well, I'm going to say this one thing to you, and I'm going to leave it like this. I ask you all this. Isaiah was on the rise at that time. They wasn't figuring it out. He was a bench player. He went to Boston and got hurt. Do you all think the little Isaiah Thomas could have led the Celtics to win the chip that year if he, if he didn't get hurt? No. A little Isaiah? No, I don't think he could have. No. I think so. The way uh, what he was year playing, was that again? Was that again? That was a year. That was a year. It was in 17. Is that 18, Like 27, 28 points a game. That was a year they lost to LeBron in the conference finals when Isaiah didn't play. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Right. His sister got killed in the car crash. Yeah. Oh, he was so good that year. He was so good that year. Bro, this dude was out here dropping 50 balls. He was a little Yeah. Yes. Speaking of I think he was a great player. Oh, sure. Speaking of Isaiah Thomas, this weekend, me and my man Ox happen to be playing in Isaiah Thomas's annual basketball tournament. It's called the okay. Zeke Inn. It's here in Seattle, and specifically Tacoma. You know, if, if you know Isaiah Thomas, he's from Tacoma, um, and he, he throws a tournament out there every year. Well, we're going to be out there with the cameras out, mic'd up, playing against, you know, whoever happens to be in the tournament. Every every year, Isaiah Thomas, he, he brings, you know, a couple NBA players. Obviously, you know, Seattle's a, a, a bed of NBA talent. So last year, if, if you remember last year when DeJounte Murray and uh, Paulo Bancaro was getting into it, it was in that tournament. So I, I'm assuming Paulo going to be there, DeJounte going to be there, you know, Jamal going to play, mm -hmm. Nate Robinson, Isaiah's obviously going to play. Uh, dudes like Kyle Kuzma have played in the past, Jordan Poole. Uh, tickets boy Anthony or Kelly Oubre, uh, a bunch of dudes they come up here every year and play in this. So be on the lookout for that film and be on the lookout for you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you know what I could do against other NBA players and we'll see if Ox can make his layups this weekend. Ron, one thing about Isaiah, and I'm gonna say this I'm gonna always have a disdain in my heart for the Celtics for at least not bringing them dirty. back in the booth. I agree, yep, they did the that team, everything he gave that team for the GM, for the GM. Who's the who was the who was the coach at that time? And now you the GM to, to for that dude to have put that team on his back, and you know what he did for you at that time. 
because y'all had went to the conference finals. So you not to even give he him a the injury job too. You not to give him a bench job on that team after everything he sacrificed. All he wanted was a bench spot. He ain't asked to come back, be no starter under that. That was disgusting, bro. Isaiah put it put it all on the line, and that that's the one thing that I can always look at and say, you know what? When guys like damn, when these guys ask out, that's the one thing I say gifted and those guys got. Because I watched what Isaiah Thomas put on the wood in that, that during that season to try to get it all done for that team. He tried to put it all out there, his whole heart on the table for him. He did everything for the franchise, and they turned his back on. They turned it back on him, and he still wanted to come back, and they still didn't accept the man back, even in a lesser role, even in a Udonis Haslam role. They wouldn't bring him back. To me, that's disgusting, and I think that Isaiah Thomas should be allowed to go out in the NBA in the way he 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 wants to go out. At least being a bench guy and a guy who can help 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 a team in the locker room, give you a couple <clears> minutes here. The Boston Celtics, y'all, y'all should be y'all should be doing. And they damaged his reputation stuff. too, ticket. They damaged his That's reputation right. because yeah, now he was damaged goods at that point. At that point, oh, they, he was damaged goods, and nobody really them. wanted. They cost him bad because I think it was the right move. Like I think them trading for Kyrie was the right move. It's just so bad based on what he did all the way for that franchise. Right, I agree with right. the move, but like. It's an emotional layer to that that you can't really move because his sister died, and then in, in the playoffs he played through that. Gifted, he, he, no he, no yes. he had no business on the court. Played through that. No business. He had no business. He played through all of that Cost and dropped fifty points. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he had no business out there. No, but he never got paid. He never got that. I'm sorry to go off, but he did. He did everything that Kawhi refused to do. He did that. Like, like when he got hurt, he knew he wasn't supposed to be playing. He he gave it to him, bro. I have a problem. Hey, yeah. Bob, that shit don't sit right with me, bro. I got a problem well, with that, man. Because that man laid on, laid on the line, Bob. He laid on, he laid, he laid on the line. He knew he he knew he was messed up bad, Bob, on, on his yep. hip. Knew he, he was messed there. up. He still he went out there later because he was trying to it, win a chip and they get the man like that, bro. That's why that's why that's what I'm saying. You sacrifice your body, and now 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 what it means is so that they, they made the trade. Y'all say y'all say he they messed up his money. He 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 shouldn't have been playing. You know he shouldn't saying? have played. You got you got you got to remember he's he's severely undersized. I love I, I love Isaiah Thomas. I love his game. You know what I'm saying? I love you know I, I love well, that's what you say. We got to play against their team this weekend. I'm not watching. You're not going to have to go Well, look, I still got to keep it real. That's that's my no, obligation no, no, to no, the no, people. No, no. My obligation to the people is to say how I really feel about the situation. Yeah. I don't feel like Isaiah Thomas should have been playing if he knew he was hurt. You know, I understand. I understand. Maybe with, with you know the tragedy with his sister. Maybe he just wanted to you know. Maybe honor her and play through that, so I can respect that. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. that's that's admirable. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not obviously in a situation like that. You got every right to to go home. You know what I'm saying? So for yeah. him to play through that, that that was that was great. But you know, he shouldn't have been on the court if he knew he was hurt. You you can't like so for yeah. t- ticket. I understand what you're saying. Maybe that should have looked out for him. But this is business, and that sounds like sentimental money to me. Like we, you know, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, coming back. I'm saying at this point now. Do everything. I mean, but Ken, I don't know. Ken, I'm, I'm saying, Kenny, I'm saying being a coach, you know, he's still, he's still five eight. You know what I'm saying? It's not I don't even think he's talking about his game. I just no, think he means a, on the team, on the team yeah, period, as like a veteran player. It's been other teams that are giving him a shot just to come on and be a bench guy, give you a couple minutes. The Celtics, the team he laid it on the line. Never did that. They never did that. That's the problem I had, Bob. Is that you had other teams that was. I'll fill it out hundred percent. Like, come on, bro. Like, 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 like. He can't even sign like like a random two way contract or something, something like that. Like, I, you know. I'll fill it out hundred percent. But I think I don't. I think I don't think he wants that though. I think Isaiah Thomas got got more pride than that. I think. Oh no, he wants to play. He wants. Yeah, I think he's Because to me, to me now, I know I know. Is he's I know he's not no charity case. I know he can. I know he he's standing on his own. But 
You know what I'm saying? Like that sound like that sound like offering him charity. And I think I think Isaiah Thomas is above that. I don't think he I, I don't think he want no no pity party. Like yo, if you're not Rod gonna play me, I'm, I'm not thing, gonna sit, I'm not gonna sit on your bench. Like Rod I, I think I think he want to play ball. I'm I'm actually surprised he's in gone. You know, maybe gone overseas and got you know one of those fat contracts. I'm, so that that makes me think: Is his health good enough to play a whole season? He you said, know, "I just want to know real fast." By the way, or, or what? You this is why the star players, right? This is why almost every star player. Anytime you hear Boston is trying to trade, that's why they don't want to go to Boston because these players are not forgetting about what happened to that stuff. Him. Resonates, sure it does. It resonates with the players for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they they, they, they pushed out Jamal Crawford too, and I thought that was whack. But Jamal could have had one more year in the league to, to go out just as a well, he dropped game. 50 points in his last game, didn't he? Yes, like, he did. You're doing the ones that really want to be out there, but then y'all rewarding the dudes that, that want to that take people money and not get on the court and play, man. Did Jamal, did Jamal want to play the like they're all moving. No, he's talking about the last year. He's talking about yeah. the last year that Jamal Crawford was in the league. I don't like yeah, what I know, he I know. is at in terms of how they're moving off play? of veteran players. I think that's really whack to me because you need veteran players in your locker room to like help the young guys usher themselves into the NBA. They're losing that's a fact. That's a fact. Imagine if Crawford was over with Memphis. None of that stuff happens with John Morant. That would have been perfect. That would have been yeah. none of it. Yeah. None of that shit. Oh, Chill town. None maybe. of that shit happened with John Morant. If Jamal Crawford's on that roster, because you know what Jamal Crawford does, he goes and pulls him over and says, "Come here, young fella. We're not finna do that." You know why? That's why I like D Rose over there now. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah, D Rose over there would have been there. They got D Rose over there. And we can move on, Ron. But real quick, but to Ticket's point, you saw what happened in Miami when Udonis Haslam and Jimmy Buckets got into it. Like it was over right there. But you've never heard nothing else about that. And not only did you not hear nothing else about that, you ain't hear nothing else about nobody else getting into it. Because when he talks, you listen. And you need that. That's, That's necessary on your crew. For sure. He here for a reason. All right, y'all. Uh, Roosevelt Robinson said, I was at DreamCon. That ish was lit. I don't know what that is. Did you, Roosevelt, did you see Damo? Hmm. NJ Dre, 1804, said, Gifted looks like Vince Staples. It's uncanny. I get I that know. comment a lot. <laughs> I get that comment a whole lot. I gotta go look up Vince Staples. Yeah, I, I don't know who Vince Staples is. I be getting that a whole lot. He's a great artist. Great artist. Great artist. Vince Staples. Sure. So, he's like, like, like five different people, man. He looks like like Sheldon Williams. I see that. North Side Long Beach, man. Yep. Hey, man. Real quick, real quick. I feel bad for Sheldon Williams, dog. Sheldon Williams was doing cool until he found out his wife like other women. No, I ain't gonna say that. Go ahead. That's tough. Real quick, Ron. Um, I gotta uh bounce, but I will be tapping in to hear the conversation on D Rosa. I appreciate the opportunity to come up here on the panel. It's always a pleasure to talk basketball with you guys. Yes, Jalen, we're gonna have to talk at some we other place about that AD shit because I mean no listen, I'm over. still on that. Gifted. I'm still on that. This is yeah. not over. You are not listen. Th- th- that's like that's like somebody have... swinging on. That's like somebody swinging yes. on you and then walking away. Facts. You think this over? No, this is not over, y'all. I don't have any more off days this week. Every day I work from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. But the right. times uh, that I'm free, I love to try to Yo, come Ron. around and talk hoops with you guys. Ron, but this nigga like Adrian Peterson. Now I'm gonna dip out on that. Before you leave, 
Hey, but before yeah. you leave, next time you come yeah. up here, remind me. Next time you come up here, I want to ask yeah. you all these D Rose comps, and it'll probably okay. just be you. But uh, at the at the start of the next show, you come on, I'm gonna ask you, and I want to yeah. hear who you think D Rose is better than. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, shout out to Players Choice and all of the support that I have been having. Again, like I started out as a small content creator on, I believe, July 2nd. I had 500 subscribers. I'm now at one thousand and i'm trying to really continue to work myself up in this space so i appreciate Word. all of you guys for the work that you guys do claire ron and all the other people behind the scenes who make players choice what it is but i do Word. gotta bounce so i'll catch right, you guys have a great basketball combo all right staples um all right another super chat from tickets favorite thickest pilot nine said please cook dubs magic take he would kill today oh my god does magic take I don't even know why. No, I don't. I, I yeah, we'll no. You guys, no, 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 at PC weekend where this no, 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 Considering how wide open the game is, how fast mm -hmm. he played, the athlete that he was, he would get destroyed in today's game. Oh, my yeah, God. I, I don't think he'd get destroyed, but to Dub's point, I think Dub was just uh, saying the point how his lack of shooting ability would hurt him as defenses will fall Which, back the, the idea of, 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 of it being a lack of shooting. Okay, just so you know, Magic had a mid-range game. Magic could yeah. keep the defense honest. So it wasn't like Magic was Ben Simmons. He was mm -hmm. not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a player called to Magic today that we can really look at? Or no, there's just nobody. No. There's nobody. Nope. Exactly. Uh, I hear that. Raw said, also players are creating their own content. Yes, they are. Okay. Yes, mm -hmm. they are. That's fact. Raw with the back-to-back -back super chat said, first take went down after Skip left. That's false. They've been first place ever since Skip left. Number one. Yeah. I thought Calumet was knowledgeable too, but uh, he was he was trash. He was dry, but he, he, they went down. They went down. They went down after Skip left. I mean, they went. Excuse me. They went up after Skip left, and undisputed has been losing to them every week since Skip been over there. So Skip is right, let me, Skip is over there, bro. Let me ask y'all something. Like, let me ask y'all this this real quick. So that the previous super chat about the uh, players creating their own content. Now, mm -hmm. first, let me just say this: you know, uh, I'm I'm happy with everybody getting money. I'm happy with people being able to own their own content. You know, mm -hmm. be their own boss, do their own thing. You know, expand past past basketball and sports in general. You have right. to have something after you retire. A lot of people go broke. I, I'll say that, and I understand that, but is is it kind of like are, are the is, is that is that bad business? Is that bad business? The players, the, the player, the players, the players looking to kind of run the media game because it's like, are they are they are they stepping on toes? Like, is 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 it the, like a healthy relationship? Where like, look, let us do our job, y'all do y'all job. We know y'all know we criticize you, but that's how we that's how we feed our family. Um, y'all can y'all play. We we not we not coming to tryouts trying to get on the team, but y'all jumping into our lane. Is that is that kind of is that kind of fucking up? I don't the game? I don't like, I don't think it's I don't think it's bad business, Ox. And the reason why I don't think it's right. bad business is because you're creating a narrative about me. When right. you're talking about getting on the basketball court and coming to tryouts, well, can you play? It's not like I'm trying to keep you out or I'm telling everybody, yo, you suck. No, you right. can't play and you don't come out here. Well, you as a media personality, you as as a as a television personality, you're creating a narrative about me. 
I should be able to, number one, defend that if it's if it's wrong. I should be able to create my own content and let the people decide who they see as opposed to what you're creating about me. If you're putting it out about me that I'm this when that's not true and a lot of this stuff is narrative driven, I should be able to defend that and go, wait a minute. This is who I am. And if I have the platform to do that, then more power to me. And one more thing really quickly. And Ticket can attest to this. How many times have you read? How many times, Ticket, did you read the paper or, or or hear somebody say something about you and go, wait a minute, I didn't say that. No, I did not say that. This is what I said. And now that we have the, we have the opportunity to say what we actually mean, I, mean, I think it's more beneficial to I think it's more beneficial to athletes to be able to do that. Now, yeah, I, I definitely think it's beneficial. I'm just saying, you know how sometimes in the industry it's kind of like, you know, you got to stay, you got to stay on your side of it. Let me stay on my side of it so that we can all continue to feed our family. Because if y'all, if y'all, if y'all jump over here, obviously you're the talent. So the people are going to come see the talent. <clears throat> so if you come over to my to my side of of of, all, of our industry, because we're all in this together, no matter how we look at it, sports media and the sports players, they, I mean, they're in the same they're in the same industry. So if y'all come over here and bring the talent to our side and y'all washing us out, so how do we feed our families? You know what I'm saying? Like if y'all, right. you know what I'm saying? That's that's all. I'm, that's the only way I'm looking at it. I don't think ESPN of them like it, but they understand the situation. Like even what they did with uh, Matt Barnes and uh, and Steven Jackson show, they were doing their mm -hmm. own thing, but then they they paired up with Showtime. So they always see a lot mm -hmm. of that. They're going to see a big podcast where it be like, mm -hmm. hey, we'll give you this amount of money. Let's partner up. Kind of go from right. there. Yeah. Jalen, you need to be a broadcaster, boy. Say what? You need to be a broadcaster. You got that talent. I, that you one of those guys that, that you got the it factor. I see it. Shout out Jalen Carter. Angie Carter said, can only be on the top for so long. TNT, the exception. Well, no, that's not true. If you if you make if you can, if you continue to reinvent yourself, you can't you can be. That's you know what I'm saying? That's it right that, there. That's, that's, the, that's the thing about it. You got to be able to continue to reinvent yourself. You know. And Ticket, are you the same dude today? Ticket, are you the same dude today that you was five years ago? No, well, mentally, I, I mean, I I'm, I'm gonna bring it the same way, but mentally, I think differently. Right. Hey, shut your ass up. <laughs> mentally, I think different. Mentally, I think different than what I um. Than what I than what I thought five years ago. You know, when you mature, you think differently about different things, man. You know what I'm saying? You your mind is in a different your mind is in a different space. Like I'm gonna give you one quick example. I'll let it go. Like when I was young, I used to think it was cool to tease kids that had bobos. Now right. I don't laugh at stuff like that. I don't. That stuff ain't funny to me no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it's not cool no more. So if I see kids right. teasing other kids, I'd be like, yo, that's not cool because you know what I'm saying you never know that kid's situation. When you were young and immature. You didn't understand that. You just clowned them and whatever, whatever. You never thought about what they may be going through, what they didn't have. One day you might go through that same situation. So, you know, your, your mind your mind changes as you grow mature. That's fair to reinvent to, to keep reinventing yourself because if people see you the same way year after year after year after year, well, somebody's gonna come along and give something different. And people love people love variety. So if you keep just giving mm -hmm. them the same thing, the same thing over and over again, eventually they're gonna get turned off to you. I do think TNT they found you know a golden gem with the Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Ernie, that combination, adding Shaq. You know, that's definitely something that once Charles leaves, I don't, I think everyone realized it won't be the same. And he's talking about, you know, eventually retiring. But yeah. He ain't, he ain't going to retire. He ain't got nothing else to do. So he ain't going to retire. They're, they're paying him a ton yeah. of money. Yeah, all that money. Fun, all he's going to do is go play golf and chill. Yeah, and, and listen, 
we're going to be at that level at, at some point in time in the future. We just going through the initial process of putting in the work. You know what I'm saying? And then, like I told Bob, Bob hit me up one day. Let me tell y'all a quick story about Bob. Y'all see me and Bob going at it all the time. Bob hit me up one day. Bob was like, yo, ticket, man. I don't got to follow when you got dog. I'm not, I, I, I said, yo, don't never talk like that, dog. I said, because I, I, I wanted Bob to think about something. Like, if you go to Bob's channel, Bob got over a thousand subscribers now, right? So Bob gets a video that gets six, seven hundred views. How many people on planet Earth you know can get six, seven hundred people to listen to something you got to say right now? Not many. Not a lot. You know what I'm saying? And that's, the, that's just the initial steps. And that's what I was telling Bob. Like, don't never think like that, bro, because you, you put yourself, you, everybody got a, a different purpose. So once you start building, because I know some people that can't get two people to listen to, to listen to you know what I'm You see, you see, nobody listening to you. You see, you play the cast on that with a million subs. They go live. They get two, three hundred people. I play right. And Bob can do that right now on his channel going live. One time I went live, about, uh, I saw Bob going live in the middle of the night. He's doing a he's doing a late night show. This dude got two and some people in the room, in yeah, a, a chat room full of people talking. I'm like, damn, this nigga. I just went and hopped on with him. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm talking about, bro. Sorry. Okay. Right. They listening. They definitely listening. Yes, they are. Next super chat from TC to Don said, Damo, did you see my man's DreamCon booth? God punch. Uh, Damo should be back up here soon. Actually waiting for Damo to bring his black ass back up here so we can go ahead and do this D-Rose list. When he comes, mm -hmm. I'll reread that super chat to him, and we'll, we'll see if he's seen the booth, my man. Mm -hmm. uh, Random Guy Speaks says, sorry, I'm a little behind on the stream. You caught up now. Honcho 2K said Hero or Maxi. I got Hero. Hey, I hate that though, right? You know when you like when you when you catch somebody's stream, like when one of y'all go 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 live, like if I like for instance, if I catch you go live, chill or, or ticket if I catch one of y'all shows, and then it's like I'm not gonna watch it from behind. Like I'm just gonna fast forward because the the mm -hmm. the when I'm watching don't match up with the chat. So yeah, I'm, like, I'm not gonna do this. Like I'm I'm all out the loop. I can't even talk. Can't even talk with y'all. I gotta just. I gotta miss whatever I missed. You know what I'm saying? I gotta fast forward. <laughs> Next super chat. Uh oh no 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 this same one right here. Hero or Maxi? What's what, what we doing? I, I think I think Maxi's a better scorer, but Hero I think is a better playmaker and passer. And I think his Maxie, scoring is still closer to Maxi than Maxi's playmaking. Maxi's more reliable. Maxi's more reliable. You got a bigger upside. More reliable. Maxie, yeah, you say more upside. I think Hero might have played you, you, you take away that three ball from, from Hero, what, what, what can you do? He's still a part of the pressure. He can still get to the ring. Oh, yeah. even even what type of player is Hero? You take away that three ball. Even if you kept the even if you kept the three ball, I think the athleticism from Maxi is the separator because he does a lot of the stuff that Hero does. I just think he's a better athlete. You don't think the passing and playmaking can be a separator for Hero? No, because I think I think the, I, 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 I think Maxi I think Maxi is a better passer and a better playmaker. The fact that he hasn't really been I, I don't think he's had an opportunity the That's opportunity that that Hero has had. I mean, Hero as a rotation player, Hero comes off the bench and they turn him loose. Maxi yeah. hasn't been turned loose yet. So we haven't really okay. we've only we, we've only seen a, a as, as good as he's been, we've only seen a small sample size of him. But we've seen say, more yes, of I what know, hero can do. I know, I know so at the beginning of this conversation, I was like, I think I got hero. But when I look at it this way, I know Jimmy Butler would love to have a healthy Tyrese Maxi. He would love Maxi. 
like last year, a healthy Tyrese Maxey on that team. Yep. A healthy, a, Tyler a, healthy, a healthy no, no, Tyler Hero, though, too. A healthy Tyler Hero. No, I, I, I feel that, too. Like, a, 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 But, we see, we had the conversation with a healthy Tyler Hero actually have get, made them more competitive in the finals. Um, and I was saying, I think if you have Tyler Hero, it at least goes to seven, if not win. If they got Tyrese Maxey playing at the level that he was playing, I think I think that's a big difference. So, with that being said, I think I might take Maxey over Hero. And I'll look at, like, who would I rather play with? You know what I'm saying? Like for that, keep, keep in mind though, Ty, Hero is Jimmy's boy. Jimmy, or yeah. Jimmy loves loves Hero. Yeah, I'm talking about just on the court though. Like if, if we if we take if we take no, if on we the like court too though, he, he well not, nah, but I'm so vouch for Hero. Like no, Hero's our guy. Hero, Hero yeah. about to go to work this year. So so, so like let's let's let's, let's him in the off season. And he was letting everybody know like no, Hero next up. Hero about to be the one. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying like let's like switch them out but not trade them like so let's say let's say we had Tyrese Max on the team but Ty, like Tyler Hero was never there so Jimmy so now it's like Jimmy's looking at it like I only had Hero like I think I think he would feel the same way about Maxi like if you know no, if he doesn't I, have to, I, I if he doesn't have that. to compare him to Hero you know hey that heat team with Maxi on it would be crazy yeah that's they stay so much faster too uh ASAP Henny said what players do you guys think are overrated or overhyped Luka Doncic. I mean, I think Victor at this point, just with the hype, we'll see how he turns out. FIFA, FIFA boy, did you hear me? I said Luka Doncic. Uh, uh, Luka, uh, Luka's my betting pick for MVP next year. I'll say that. It's easy to bet with Luka. No, he's not going to win MVP. It's going to be guy like Giannis or somebody who went in 65-70 games. So you gotta remember, they going off, they going off those wins now. So no, teams that are gonna be winning the most games, I don't see Luka them winning enough games. Like when you, if you in the sixty five games and Giannis gonna be averaging thirty, mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard to hold, hold them dudes back from winning MVPs, no, man. Winning matters, but we also know the narrative matters. So I think if Dallas can be a top three seed in the West, I don't think so. Which which, which they, yeah, got. Which they might not. Which they you have think they're gonna be a top? No, no, no. I, I don't think they're I see them in the getting in. That's fair. I don't think All that's right, enough so, to do with no more. Well, we, we're not going to wait for Damo anymore. We're just going to go ahead and get into it. When he gets mm-hmm. here, he can give us his his takes on who he thinks is better out of D-Rose and the guys mm-hmm. that I have in the field. So we're just going to start from the top, all right? From the top, the first guy I'm going to say, and now when we're talking about Derrick Rose, we're obviously talking about prime Derrick Rose. It's up for you guys' interpretation. What I would say prime Derrick Rose is would be, well, his MVP season. 2011, uh, when he was 22 years old and won the league MVP over, you know, the likes of LeBron James and other guys. Um, mm. You guys can interpret it how you would want to as prime D Rose. And, you know, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. But the first guy that I have on the list is Derrick Rose versus John Moran. Who do you guys think is better? We're going to go around the room. I'm going to ask each of you guys, and you tell me who you would take, Derrick Rose or prime John Moran. Uh, Jalen, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to go with Derrick Rose's MVP season over any season John Moran had. I think him just kind of being one of the only offensive guys on that team, creating shots for his teammates. He did a better job of that, getting to the rim. And I think he's a better finisher at the rim, too. So give me Derrick Rose. Okay. Ox. Uh, for some of the same reasons that uh, Jalen just stated, I'll, I'll take Derrick Rose as well. Yep. Derrick Rose, I think he was a better leader. 
I think he was better on the defensive side of the basketball um, with what he had to work with, the player that he was, even in the clutch, the way he was in that regular season, that MVP season. He was fantastic. Um, I would take Derek. I would take Derek Rose over John Morant. Take it, E Rose, man. It's an easy okay. subscription, bro. All right, Derek Rose clears any version of John Morant. All right, let's get into it. We got Derek Rose versus Steve Nash. Who are we taking? Jalen Carter. Yeah, give me give me Steve Nasher all there every day. Mm-hmm. Just, just the shooting ability, the mid range, creating for his teammates. Steve Nash is prime, one of the greatest offensive players of all time. Um, the efficiency. I mean, you're talking about a guy with the the 90, 40, 50 splits, and he had a couple of those seasons. And should, dude was just incredible. So I'm give me Steve mm-hmm. Nash over Derrick Rose. Ox. So when we rank the point guards, and we just rank, you got to rank their whole careers. I rank Nash above Steve above. Derrick Rose. We talking but Pete. Yeah, go ahead. But, but I want Derrick Rose. I, I think Derrick Rose. Um, I, I so on, on those Phoenix teams, you, I don't think you had to be as good of us as good as at facilitating as Steve Nash was. I think Derrick Rose on those on those uh Suns team actually win. So I'm, I'm I was just gonna say that too, Big Ox. If you put Derrick Rose on on that Phoenix team, how fast they were playing, mm-hmm. how wide open that offense was, how awesome yeah. would he be? He would be awesome. But yeah. I think the separator is Steve Nash, the facilitator that he was, how he got, how he got, because Derrick Rose was more of a score first point guard. So yeah. I don't think Stoudemire would have been as good. I don't think um, Sean Marion would have been as good. I don't think a lot of these guys would have been as good running with Derrick Rose as Steve Nash would have been. So if I think about Steve Nash and how important he was to that Phoenix offense, I think he was a little bit more. I think he was. A, I think he was more important to what they were doing. So if I had to take the two, if I take the two of them, I'm going with Steve Nash. My my thing is this, Chilton. Um, I I definitely think that Steve Nash is a better facilitator than than Derrick Rose. I honestly don't think it's comparable. But on that team, the way they were running the floor. I don't mm-hmm. think you. I don't think you needed to be that good at facilitating that Steve Nash was. Like I think. I think a lesser point guard as as far as dishing the rock. I think you can be a lesser point guard in that aspect and still that that team could still run fine. So that's that's the, that's mm-hmm. my main reasoning. Like well, with, I, uh, my go go ahead go ahead. Well, when I think about like I think about a guy like James Harden and in, in, in some of his best distributing years, they was with Mike D'Antoni. Derrick Rose, not really the passer that any of those guys were. And don't get me wrong, he did play in a more condensed offense. He did play in a more condensed offense. But even if he did play, he did play wide open. And he was a score first guard who played with a lot of who played with a lot of guys who could score the basketball. You know, Carlos Boozer was an 18 and uh, 18 a game guy. Um, Lou Aldang was a 17 a game guy. I'm trying to imagine Steve Nash running with Lou Aldang. What does that 17 a game look like in a, in a more wide open offense? What does Carlos Boozer look like running with Steve Nash? How much mm-hmm. what does that 18 a game look like? I think that that looks a lot better running with Steve Nash because mm-hmm. he is more of a distributor. Not only not only is he more of a distributor, he's more of a a a, a a downhill kind of point guard that's looking for guys and his ability to score opens up the offense for so many other people. That's why I would have to take Steve Nash over Derrick Rose. Chill. What I do want to say to that though, is if you put Derrick Rose on that running gun team. So first off, you know, Derrick Rose is one of the most fastest players in NBA history. You put him on a running gun offense, not a slow down typical offense. 
and he's a one man not not now not now a one man fast break, but a five a whole team running with him. It's gonna look a little different. But also too, you put him with the shooters like JJ James Jones, Rajah Bell, another fast guy like Leandro Barbosa. Um, who else was the guys that they was playing with? You got uh Dunk Champ, uh Jason Richardson. You put him with mm-hmm. Quentin Richardson. You put him with all of these guys that can shoot, space the floor. A young Boris Diaw. It's gonna look a little different. I think he's gonna live in the paint, obviously. But he now he has all those shooters around him. So when the defense collapses, he's gonna be able to get easy assists just by kicking out to those guys, which he was with guys like Luau Dang, which he was with you know dumping the ball down to Carlos Boozer, which he was with uh, Kyle Corver and mm-hmm. Kurt Heinrich, guys like that who he was able to distribute with. But that offense is so spread out and open that I think he he was averaging twenty five and seven with Tom Thibodeau in a slow down offense. Mm-hmm. What is he doing an offense where he could just do everything? I, I, the sky's the limit. I, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, and, and even with that being said, though, uh, even with that being said, Ron, I mean, he wasn't limited. It wasn't like he was. It, no, it he wasn't, wasn't like he, he was wasn't. told. To, it wasn't like he was told to walk the ball up. I mean, they played with pace. I think they were one of the fastest paced teams, and I think they were. I think they was in the top five that year in shooting. They had guys mm-hmm. who could shoot the basketball. Not only did they have guys who could shoot the basketball, they had finishes. So them seven assists that that he that not just the seven assists, just getting to the free throw line, all of that stuff. If you're playing with Steve Nash, I think it's a lot more. I think there's so much more production when you're playing with a guy like Steve Nash. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, but who who you got though? Derrick Rose or Steve Nash? Nash. You got Nash? Okay. Nash. Ox, you said Rose. Yeah, Ox said Rose. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, I, I said I'll take Rose. Ticket, who you got? Steve Nash or Derrick Rose? It's easy to be Rose. And the reason why I say it's easy is because I've seen many point guards play great around Mike D'Antoni. I saw Jeremy Lin have one of the greatest stretches that you've seen from a guy who was about to be out of the league, who was a G League guy. You understand? So with D. Rose, you put D. Rose in, 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 in Mike D'Antoni's offense, what happens? He wins MVPs too. He won an MVP without having Mike D'Antoni's offense. And then I look mm-hmm. at what Steve Rose was before Mike D'Antoni. He wasn't nowhere near what he looked like with Mike D'Antoni. So a lot of those guys, like I said, you go play on Mike D'Antoni's offense, your game look a lot different. But at the end of the day, man, D Rose, he was one of them dudes that in his prime, you could you could have put him on a Mike D'Antoni team and his numbers would have been insane. All right, next up, uh the chat went with Derek or went with uh Steve Nash. Um, and we was we was split up here two two. Next, we have Derek Rose versus Jason Kidd. Jalen Carter. Mm. See, I just think that there are two different types of point guards that, you know, depending on what the team needs, you would pick one or the other. But I think I'm going to go with. Oh, man, so close. I'm going to go with Derrick Rose. I just think, you know, him as a scorer. Uh, man, it's so close. Like, it's like right here and there. Like, if you say Jace Cat, I'm mad. I'm going to lead Derrick Rose here that peak MVP season again, I guess. Ability to score, get to the rim, what he did with his team. I'm not mad at either one, so I'm, I'm just going to add Derrick Rose. I can okay. really tell you. Yeah, I got I, I got Jason Kidd. The difference between Jay Kidd and, you know, and the Steve Nash argument is Jay Kidd, uh, what he did on the defensive end of the floor as well. So, I mean, just, just that alone. I think okay, it's Jason okay. Kidd, and I don't think it's close, to be quite honest with you guys. I'm, when, I, when we talk about overall impact and we talk about making a team better, just so you guys know, in 2002 when they went to the NBA Finals, that was the same crew. Take Marbury off that crew and put Jason Kidd on the crew. They won 24 games the year before that. 
Jason Kidd on that crew, they go to the NBA Finals the next year yeah. with that crew. And why do they do that? So we got guys like Kenya Martin. We got guys like Keith Van Horn and, and Aaron Williams, uh, Lucius Harris, a, a rookie Richard Jefferson. He's taking them to the NBA Finals. Why is he doing that? His ability to speed the game up. Not just his ability to speed the game up. What we talked about when we talked about passing the basketball. We talked about playmaking. And how is he playmaking? He playmaking not just on offense and getting uh, getting guys in position to score. We're also talking about defense, too. He was the head of their attack. Not just the head of their attack. So he's now getting Richard Jefferson. He's getting um, Kenya Martin. These dudes are filling the lane, and he's playmaking for them because he's the head of their attack defensively and creating turnovers. I think it's Jason Kidd, and I don't think it's close. Take it. I think we lost him. Yeah, hey, kid, man, let us team the two NBA finals. That's it. That's what I mean. It's all, there ain't nothing else to say. He, man, the man in his prime let us team the two NBA finals. And none of those other dudes were superstars. So, Kenya Martin was not a superstar. Ken, no, no, man. Yeah, Kenya Martin was in year two, by the way, when they took, when we took him to the NBA Finals. Yeah, and you could say somebody say, well, D Rosen had no superstars, but D Rose had a better complimentary of guys. Yes, as he far did. as you know, you having guys like Lou Aldine, the way mm -hmm. they were revered. Noah, mm -hmm. I mean, even Joe Kim Noah, people revered him in a certain way when he was playing with the Bulls. And then you had guys like uh, 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 what's his name that was on the team? I, I forget other boys' name, but they, they had a few cats on that on that Bulls team, man. They was that Taj Gibson was playing at a very good level. Mm -hmm. There was really good players on that Bulls team, man. Like I said, I, I just think he was slightly better, talented than the than the um, than the Nets team, even though they had guys like uh, I think Gary Kittles was on that team. I think Keith Van Horn was on that team. I think King and Martin was on that team. I can't. I think Richard Jefferson was on that team, but he was young. Lucius Harris, Aaron Williams, yeah, was, uh, Todd yeah, McCullough. Yeah, so the, the talent was even on both teams. I just think J.K. did did more. You know what I'm saying? And remember too, ticket. Yeah, I, I, and, and, and remember too, ticket. Like Carlos Boozer, when Derrick Rose, when they went to the when that MVP, I think Carlos Boozer was in like year eight, right? Lou Aldang, I think he was in if he if he was in like year six. Like Kenya Martin was in year two. Richard Jefferson was a rookie. Uh, Kerry Kittles, I think he was in year five or six, something like that. I, I think uh, they're two different point guards. Like, like, for their teams, they did what they need to do. Like, I think if Jason Kidd was on that Bulls team or if Derrick goes with the Nets team, then they wouldn't be as good. Like, those teams were, for them, I think they still roll them a lot better. If he's in Chicago, I think, I think they still roll in if he's in Chicago. I, I, think they, Simply, I think they needed that 27-30 a night from, from Derrick Rose. That's well, the reason why... Well, the reason why they needed it because that's his game. So now you got to do it in Jason Kidd, who's now. I mean, I heard J.R. Smith tell me. I heard J.R. Smith say, Jason Kidd told him, I'm going to get you six points a game. All I need you to do is run. That's just him. So imagine him running with Carlos Boozer and Lou Aldang and Taj Gibson and Ronnie Brewer, who could shoot the long ball, right? I think Kirk Heinrich was on that team too. Dudes like that. So if he's telling J.R. Smith, I'm going to get you an extra, forget what else you're doing. I'm gonna get you an extra six points. All I need you to do is run the floor. Same thing with 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 Carlos Boozer. The 17 a game you getting. I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna add six or seven more points to that because I'm gonna get you running the floor and I'm gonna get you to the free throw line. How much better is that team gonna be? And he doesn't have to be 25 a game. He could be 18 and he could be 18 and 11, 18 and 10. And how much better would that Bulls team be? I think it's Jay Kidd and it's not close. All right, y'all. Jay Kidd takes that one. Next, for Derrick Rose versus the field, we have Derrick Rose versus Penny Hardaway. 
who are we taking? Jalen Carter. Derek Rose's Penny Hardaway peak seasons. Another good one. Another good one. Give me, give me Penny Hardaway here. I I think his mid range was stronger. Um, I, I think his facilitating playmaker was a little stronger too. Less turnovers, a little more responsible with the ball. I think he's he was able to control the tempo of the game a little more. Derek Rose. I think Derek Rose sometimes played the game at one speed, a little too aggressive and fast, compared to Penny Hardaway. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I got Penny. I think Penny does everything better than D Rose. Um, he's he's bigger as well. I mean, he went toe to toe with Jordan and Pippen. Like, who else did that? Okay, mm. okay. Chill. Derrick Rose, Penny Hardaway. I'm a I'm I'm a bit Bob. I'm a huge Penny fan. So you you don't have to full time selling me on Derrick Rose and Penny Hardaway. Even though they're both what ifs and Derrick Rose won the league MVP and he was fantastic that 2011 season, but I'm, I'm I'm watching Penny Hardaway running track, and I really wish they wouldn't have broke up. I don't. As good as him and Kobe was together, and they were great, I would have loved to have seen what that would have turned into. I just would have. Who's a better finisher at the rim, Penny or Derrick Rose? The Derrick Rose is great, oh, but so is Penny. Penny, Penny, Penny dunking sure? on Ewing. Oh, he dunking on Patrick Ewing. He dunking on big man. Oh, my six seven but, skipping so, so in the lane. So with Derrick Rose though, Derrick was getting up there too. I ain't seeing. I ain't seeing Derrick Rose punching it. I seen him throwing it on 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 the oh, dragon. Guys, yeah, I don't see him no, throwing did, it over he Ewing. He had a crazy <laughs> dunk on Joel Anthony where he was. I did see that. I did see that. It was almost like, he, was, that. They, it was almost like he got he got to the peak of his jump and just paused and waited yeah, for the throw to come that. down. He had it behind his head and then boom. Derrick yeah, was a super I, athlete. No, he was super athletic. Yeah, you are a super duper athlete. Super yeah. duper athletic. But Penny Hardaway at six seven, skipping in the lane, throwing it on Patrick Ewing, throwing it on other big guys. Just he was fantastic. I would have hey, to go. Know, I, I would have to say, Penny like, Hardaway. If, if I go back, like if I have one guy to go back and just watch highlights, like let's let's say I'm bored and I'm like, I, I want to go watch some basketball highlights. Penny's at the top of my list. He is. So I want to go watch watch yeah, somebody yeah. just yeah. razzle dazzle me, pause. He I'm is. like, yo. Penny, 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 the one to go watch for real. Yeah, he is, yo. Yo, but ticket, Penny Hardaway versus Derrick Rose. Who you got? D Rose. Mm-hmm. A prime D Rose won an MVP. Ain't nothing. We ain't got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. A prime D Rose won MVP. A prime Penny hashtag. Let's stop doing this. A prime Penny <laughs> did have a, a prime Penny has Shaq, and they went to the NBA Finals. So right. No, no, right. He had Shaq. He yeah, again. and he he the NBA Finals. Those were the one and shit. He did look great without Shaq, though, too, when Shaq was injured. See but what, did he win MVP? No, no, I mean, he, no, did he, no, no he, he did not. No, he did not. All right, then. And he won MVP over your GOAT. I mean, let's be honest now. I mean, he was not mm-hmm. better than LeBron James or even mm-hmm. Dwight Howard that season. We had a That's what I thought should have won the league MVP. Yeah. I thought yeah, it was Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard and LeBron James were better. The, the, the narrative with LeBron, he was in the heat. They were hated. He wasn't going to win it. Why Dwight? I think Derrick Rose being, you know, the number one seed, taking that team, and then getting a narrative thing with him. But I would have had Dwight as my second guy. Derrick Rose would have been third on my list. But shout out Derrick Rose. So the GOAT was third that year. No, GOAT was first. Everyone knew LeBron James was still the best player on the team. We all knew that. Stop. You know that too, Ron. I'm just making sure, just making sure. Well, Penny Hardaway takes that one amongst us, and the chat right now has Penny up 51 to 49. Chat, I'm going to let you guys run that poll. I'm going to run that poll for another minute. I'm going to let you guys decipher that. But we're going to get on to the next person. I got Derrick Rose versus, well, I mean, you know if we brought up Penny Hardaway, we got to go with this guy next. 
Jamal Murray. Prime Derrick Rose versus Jamal Murray. How how do we feel about this one? So Jamal Murray tangent, he's playing with Jokic. We've seen his playoff. I think his playoff elevation far exceeds Derrick Rose, but the regular season isn't there. So what am I going to value? His playoff performances. So one year, Jamal Murray? His peak year? Give me... Give me Jamal Murray, man. That playoff, that playoff, right? That that playoff rising is crazy. Y'all don't understand, man. Jamal Murray's playoff growth, him hitting those big shots. Derrick Rose getting locked up by LeBron James. Jamal Murray was giving LeBron some rope. Obviously, that's a prime LeBron James in the fourth quarter guarding Derrick Rose. We understand that. But Jamal Murray, his playoff, that playoff elevation is at an all-time. Jalen, that logic doesn't work because Jamal, because LeBron James shut the door on Jamal Murray in the closeout game. So that logic doesn't work about hey, him man, shutting down Derrick Rose. He shut, he, he shut Derrick Rose down. I mean, he shut Derrick Rose down. But he also shut down Jamal Murray, too. So that this logic doesn't year? work. This past, this past no, year? I'm talking about, oh, talking yeah. about in 2020. Okay, he so we're talking about one year. I was going to say Jamal he Murray, did. one year. He, he did, shut, he did shut the door on him. Yes, yes he did do that. So give me Jamal yeah. Murray, man. Big shots. Big shots in the playoffs. He was doing mm. it up. Give me Jamal Murray. Just a playoff. Hey, Jalen. You do. You got to stop rolling up that recency bias. I, I, <laughs> putting, I don't know what type of rap you use, but you rolling up that recency bias. <laughs> yes, yes. That's <laughs> legal in Canada. We chilling, but we ain't even on that right now. Okay, but I'm saying, right, I just right. get that playoff. That playoff elevation. I'm probably buying that high. And like I said, Derrick, it's one season. We're doing one season, so recency bias. One season sample size. Yeah, we'll take it. Got you. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Derrick Rose. I honestly, Jamal I Murray. honestly don't, I honestly don't think Jamal Murray belongs in this conversation. You listed the guys that you've been listing. Jamal, Jamal Murray was came way out of left field. I think we should, you know, redo this part right here and give us another name, bro. That's so <laughs> Jamal Murray's not Jamal Murray's not worthy of this conversation right here, bro. Damn. So that means you're with all the respect bro. to Jamal because he's a baller for sure. He's a baller. So you're I, I, so I got. Do I, I mean, yeah, I got D Rose. If we got, if we got to stick with this name, you don't want to give us another name. I got more names for you. All right, I, all right. I mean, Jalen no, Carter believes he belongs in this conversation, all right, all right, all right. and I think I, it's I'll somebody take... else that does too. But Chill Town, who are you taking? Jamal Murray. I, I, I really want to. I really want to take Derrick Rose, but I'm thinking about the fact that Derrick Rose tore up his knee. And I'm thinking about the fact that Jamal Murray tore his knee up too. Just so we know, Derrick Rose played mm. ten more years after that. It wasn't like he tore his knee up and he was over. Derrick Rose played 10 more years. Jamal Murray tore his knee up. The very next year, he gets back in the NBA as a league guard and win the NBA championship. And he's balling as a league guard. Now, up until that point, who was better? Or you're talking about for one year? I mean, they won the NBA championship with Jamal Murray. Man. Derrick Rose. I mean, he won the league MVP and one. I, I, I got to go with Derrick Rose, unfortunately. I do. Okay. Ticket. Who are you taking? Derrick Rose or Jamal Murray? I think we lost Ticket. it. We had Ticket. Right here. My bad. My bad. Oh, I was talking. I was talking on you. Um, I'm picking Jamal Murray. And the reason why mm. I'm saying Jamal Murray is because I think Jamal Murray is a better, a better player than Derrick Rose. And I mean that, you know, uh, all three levels, Jamal Murray can score. Derrick Rose can score on all three levels. They're not really good three-point shooter. Uh, also, Jamal Murray uh, is just as good as a facilitator as Derrick Rose. Uh, he's just as good as a defender as Derrick Rose. Uh, 
Jamal Murray also has a better – he can post up. Derrick Rose really can't post up. He, uh, he hasn't shown the ability to play in the post. Uh, he's more of a drive and finish at a basket guy or a mid-range guy. Um, he he used to use his athleticism a lot, finish at the basket. But I, I just think Jamal Murray skill-wise is better, man. And then, like I said, I've seen Jamal Murray level up. I've seen him drop 50s on dudes in the playoffs. I've seen him get 30-point triple-doubles in the playoffs. I've seen him score 30 points in a, in a quarter in the, in the NBA finals or in the NBA uh, conference finals. I've seen Jamal Murray level up. I mean, the last two times he was healthy there in the conference finals, NBA finals. The other times he doesn't play, Jokic is out in the first round, second round. He's going home. I mean, you do the math. You know what I'm saying? So when, we talk about, when we talk about Derrick Rose, we're not talking about Derrick Rose just being on a bad team and elevate. We're talking about Derrick Rose being on a very solid team because even when Derrick Rose left, the Bulls were still solid. When Jimmy Butler was the man, they still were solid, still was winning a lot of games. He, he was, was on those crews, too, by the way. He was, he was on those crews, too, by the way. Yes, he was. No, he, was with, hurt. he wasn't with, playing. No, right. he wasn't playing. He was hurt. Remember, right. those, the lot of those he was hurt. He was not playing. Yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler was kind of taking the reign. And that team was still solid over in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? They were still winning around 48 games, 50 games a season. You know what I'm saying? I got, so it wasn't I, like – and, and like I said, you had dudes like Luau Dean averaging 18 points per game. You still had Joe Kim Noah giving you a double-double. You still had uh, – uh, Kirk Heimer, you know, over there, them over there getting buckets. So, like, like I said before, man, if we talking about skill for skill, and we're not even saying, okay, put this Jamal Murray on his own team, what can, what type of numbers can he put up? If I'm switching Murray with, with Derrick Rose, a prime Jamal Murray right now with Derrick Rose, I believe he can do the same thing. This Jamal Murray ain't even top five point guards in the NBA today. Yeah, that's not true. He is. He, they just don't give him the credit. Just, hold on. They just don't give him the credit for it. He is. He is. He is. You can't make an argument. You can't make an argument of five point guards that's better than Jamal Murray right now. Is it because he won the NBA championship ticket? Is is, is that what it is? It's just it's just how much we value the playoff his playoff performances. It just comes mm. down to how much we value that versus because I, because because again that too is an equalizer, but it's because of his game, right. bro. How many how many guards? Uh, a lot of guards are one dimensional, or they do two things. Jamal Murray, he really has no weaknesses in his game. He can shoot the free throw, shoot the long ball, shoot off the dribble. He can shoot off the ball. You understand what I'm saying? He can spot him and shoot off the ball. He can break down a D. He can hit the mid-range. He can post up. He can finish at the basket. You understand what I'm saying? I'm at seven, I'm at seven right now, too. In, in, in my head, I got seven, I got seven better than him right now. And he can facilitate. Go ahead. Let's hear the seven. I, I, I might got eight. What? Then my guy not. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Luca, Luca. Oh, all right, let's let's yeah. hear the definitives and then the debatables as well. Okay, no, let's, okay. The, 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 the the definitives. I, I'm I'm gonna put some respect on Jamal. So who so, so who wasn't he, so who wasn't he better than definitely Big Ox? Definitely he wasn't who better is, than so, this. So the so the, the the definitives are only Luca, Steph, Dame. Okay, so he definitely ain't better than um. Him. Yeah, I'm gonna put some respect on Jamal Murray's name. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's okay. those are the only ones that that clear him. I think. Okay. Other than that, the ones that I think are still better than him are um, would have to be De'Aaron. Would okay. have to be. Nope. Um, no way. Would have to be SGA. Would have to be um, who else? I had, I had SGA. I mean, we've been yeah, calling yeah. him all oh, year. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he played the league all last year. Would, ha would have to be SGA. Would have to be Kyrie. Would have to be. Uh, would have to be De'Aaron. Um, you said De'Aaron already. Uh, hold on. How can it be Kyrie? Kyrie played the two. Six. That's six. 
Hold on, how can it be Kyrie? Kyrie's a point guard. Kyrie's a point guard, bro. Kyrie's a point guard. Okay, so then Luca can't be a point guard because they both Nikki, on the same team. Just let it, just let him get on He's go a ahead, point guard. He's a point keep, guard. Keep keep going. So we have six right now. Um, those six. I I think you know what? I I think I'll be cool with those six. I think I'll be cool with okay, those so six. You, so you good I, with I, I don't I don't want I don't want to go into Darius Garland, Trey Young, Lamelo. I'm I'm gonna just be cool with that six. Okay, so Tyrese Halliburton. Um, uh, no, I think that's that's a any day, any day of the week type thing. So I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm leave I'm gonna leave him alone too. I'm gonna leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me ask you a question, Ron. As much as I love okay. Kyrie, Kyrie with Jokic, she won in the chip last year. But Kyrie not better than than Jamal. I asked y'all a question. You put I, Kyrie over Jokic. Is he winning the chip last year? I think he stays. If he stays healthy, hold on, Jalen Carter. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you why. I I'm gonna tell you why. I love, hold on, I love Kyrie. Hold on. I'm gonna tell you why. I watched Kyrie get swept with KD. I watched I watched Kyrie Irving. I, I watched Kyrie Irving get walked down in the playoffs with Boston with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I watched Kyrie Irving get smoked and not even make the playoffs playing with Luca this past year. Bro, this is what we're not gonna do. And I love Kyrie, right? And I think Kyrie is at the highest order. But if you put him, if you put him in that same position, you know what that means Kyrie's gonna have to be able to do? He's going to be able to defend the way Jamal Murray can defend as him being a bigger guard, which Kyrie's a miniature guard. Also, also, Jamal Murray's a very good defender for his size and for his okay. position. Also, 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 you understand what I'm saying? I will give you the clutch because Kyrie is clutch. That's cool. I give you that. But also, you would have to you would have to trust that Kyrie Irving. Okay, so all, now all of a sudden you guys trust all the other intangibles about Kyrie Irving right now? If Kyrie At this point, cool. if Kyrie Nicky, played with Jokic, I could have named ten. I could have named ten ticket. I, I decided no, to keep no, it cool. No, no, I could have no, no, easily named ten. I'm just saying because I, I'm just saying so uh, because I doubt y'all would say that you could put Kyrie Irving with the Miami Heat right now and they win a chip. You yeah. think you can put Dame with the Heat? They can win a chip. You think you put Kyrie Irving with the Heat? They can win a chip. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. I, I I'll take Kyrie over Dame. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I don't think so because of, I, hold on. I don't think so because of the other end. I don't think so because of the defense. I think the defense well, that, will get it sorted with a guy like Kyrie Irving. That's the thing, though, Ticket. When you put – like, Kyrie's the type of dude where you have to have defense around him. And so you put him on the Nuggets. Oh, well, you put him on the same units. I'm Jamal Murray defense. That's, that's, was a that's big what I'm saying. No, I, and I get that, Ticket. But you, you put him on a unit like that where you got KCPs. Bruce Browns, uh, you you got Aaron Gordons, you got a you got a defensive oriented team. Then it's like Kyrie. Now the only thing that we're looking for you to do is come and be a bucket getter, which we know Kyrie can do that with the best of them. So you mean you mean to tell me you put that that Nuggets roster around him with the coach Mike Malone, and then you got Jokic, who you're obviously running your offense through. So it's like Kyrie. Just when it comes down to uh, the shot clock running out, or when it comes down to crunch time, all we need you to do is deliver. We know but the problem is that he that. hasn't delivered, though. That's the thing. That's what, what Tiki's talking about. The fact that when we get into late in the postseason, we've seen him not deliver. The last up until since he played with LeBron James, up, up, up he since he played with James, he has not done that. That's what we're living this, off of. We living off what he did in 2016, in 2017. That's, the, that's we saw what happened. We saw what happened in the NBA Finals in 2017. He was fantastic against Steph Curry, no doubt about that. He he was great against Steph Curry. 2018, he ends up getting hurt. Right, gets hurt. Mm-hmm. They don't make the playoffs. They, I mean, not not he doesn't play in the playoffs. They make the playoffs. And, and they had a winning record when he's out the lineup. 2019, they get smoked against Milwaukee. And he had the worst shooting performance of his career. 2020, he gets hurt again. They don't make the playoffs. 2021 against Milwaukee, he gets hurt again in the playoffs. 2022, they get smoked in the playoffs. 
because of how bad he played. So we're talking about Kyrie Irving. I think we're living a lot off of what he did with James, which was seven years ago. You're, you're, you're and the right, fact that he can do the fact that he did that, I can appreciate the fact that he did that. But we also live in a time and what have you done for me lately? And what has he done lately? Chill, I get you. And you're right. But here's also the thing, too. What he did playing next to the best player in the NBA during that time, I believe he can do playing next to the best player in the NBA. But he was right playing now. with KD. He was playing with KD. What's the excuse? No, no. He, he, he was not your top five point guard. Hold on, bro. Ron, what I'm saying, hold on, Ron. What I'm saying to you is this, bro. Bro, the special part about Murray is Murray is like he, he's like the Swiss Army knife. He the best of all the worlds because he can play D at that size. He's Jamal Murray, like 6'5, bro. He can play D at that size. He can run a team, run a show, get buckets. He's not, you don't have any of those, any problems, any issues with him like you can have with Kyrie Irving, who had these certain. And then we've seen Kyrie Irving go through stretches in the playoffs where he just plays horrible and doesn't do anything else. Jamal the one thing about Jamal Murray, if Jamal Murray, if Jamal Murray, if Jamal Murray's shot's not going, he'll get you 10 assists, 11 assists. That's a fact. That's a fact. Kyrie Irving's the type of dude, if he's not having a good game, he's having a whole bad game. But and I've seen that, that too many times. Kyrie averaged 27 last year. It's like, come on, man. Kyrie, Kyrie right, is a bucket. Right, we know he's a bucket. Kyrie's going to get to it. And he went, hold on, Ron. And he, went, and he went to a team with a dude that y'all saying could win the MVP, and the team instantly got worse. Come on, bro. They went from being in the playoffs to falling all the way to the bottom of the West. Yeah, Jokic, Luka, not Jokic either. And on top of that, the Nuggets aren't the Mavericks. The, Nug- the Nuggets. We was talking about whoa, 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 Bron, you're not gonna do that because we was talking about what? Luka before the season started. We was talking about Luka as arguably the best player in the game. We was talking about him like yeah, that. and then we've seen what happened. We've seen right. Luka's not Jokic. Nope. Right now, I, I I think Giannis is still the best player in the NBA. But a lot of right. people, a lot of people will say that Jokic is the best player in the NBA. We're talking about taking him in that roster and switching Kyrie and Jamal. I just think Kyrie will be able to do a lot of what Jamal did, especially on the offensive end. And I think it's going to be nights where Kyrie definitely leads them in scoring. We're going to see 40 pieces from Kyrie. We're going to see a lot of 30 pieces from Kyrie. We're going to see a lot of 20-point games from Kyrie. Kyrie's going to get buckets. The team is going to play good. And Jokic is going to do what Jokic does. I I don't see them getting worse with Kyrie. I I just don't see that. But we got to move on to the next point or next Mm -hmm. point guard. Uh, Derrick Rose versus the field. Ironically, we mentioned them, so now we're going to talk about them. Derrick Rose versus Luca. Mm. Who are you guys taking? Jalen, it's all you. Give me Luca all day, every day. I mean, you know, at his size, the, the playmaking, the scoring. I think he does, again, everything better than Derrick Rose, except exploding to the basket. You know what I mean? I just think he's, I think with his size, the better finisher at the rim, the mid range. One of the top three probably playmaker passer in the league today. Give me Luka Doncic all day. I already know what Bob at with this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not impressed. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. I think I'm, I'm. I'll just go ahead and take Derrick Rose. Uh, we don't. We don't got time for our point guard just dribbling the air out the ball. Let's, move, let's get that thing moving a little bit. Mm-hmm. D and D Rose, D Rose would dribble the ball, but Luka Luka takes it over the top. Man. Let's, let's get. Let's get the pill moving. Mm. Chill. Now, Luca disrespect crazy, Ox. It's not disrespect though, Jalen. No, 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 the reason why it's not disrespect is because Luca, at his best, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think that up, up until this point, when it was in the conference championship, that was probably his best. Even though what he did to Kawhi Leonard and the Clipper team, 
player. Don't get me wrong. He, he was fantastic. But if you watch his game and how, how slow it is and how he doesn't give any effort on defense – or, or he does give effort on defense, but it, it, it's minimal. And how much of a liability he is defensively, how he pounds the basketball constantly. And what does that generate? Does that generate to winning like Derrick Rose did the year that he was the, the best season that he had? Mm -hmm. I mean, who, who would I rather have in that particular situation? And as much as I dig Luca game, I would rather have Derrick Rose. I would. That's a take. That's I would, a take. I would, rather, I, I, I would rather have Derek Rose. I would in his best season. Okay. Because okay. a lot of people are look. Because a lot of people look at De a lot of people looking at Luca. He's he can shoot it better. A lot of people look at Luca. He can stretch the defense. You know, Luca isn't a great knockdown long ball shooter. He's not. Yeah, he's not the greatest three point shooter. No, he really. wasn't. A, he wasn't. A, he wasn't. A, he wasn't a, a knockdown long ball shooter. He was respectable, and just like yeah, Derek Rose had a respectable mid range game, he could shoot the three. He didn't shoot the three at the volume that Luca did. But when I think about Derrick Rose, his, def his, his defense, on, on, on defense, he wasn't great, but I definitely think he was better than Luka. And I think the effort was there. Sure. If I had to pick between those two guys in one season, I, I would have to say Derrick Rose. Now, I don't want to overhype Derrick Rose, but mm. I'm going to go with Derrick Rose. But I think Luka was the best player in the league until about January, February. He was first in MVP voting. And mm -hmm. the fallout kind of happened with Kyrie. So as people forget him, he was carrying that team by himself. We saw those, you know, 60-point triple-doubles, 40, 50 a night, getting the rebounds, getting the sits, and being the only playmaker on that team. Like, he was the only guy generating offense for that team. So I think in terms of floor raising, I'd have to give it to Luka too. Elevating got mediocre to bad guys. Right. I'm going to give it to Luka. All right, all right. Take it. Who you got, Derrick Rose or Luka Doncic? Um... That's tough, man. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going with the Wonder Boy, Luka Doncic. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because uh, he led his team to the Western Conference Finals. Um, that's farther than what D Rose could do, even in his. No, he didn't. Course. That's not true. Ticket. The, the Bulls. I ain't finished. I ain't finished. That's farther than what D Rose could do because he went to a game seven. No, he didn't. He was one game away from going to the NBA Finals, if I'm not mistaken. No, he didn't. Oh no, he went. What, hold on. What, what happened? To, what, Dallas five. They beat Dallas in five games, just like the Heat. Right, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. My bad. My mm -hmm. bad. My bad. My bad. You good? You straight? Um, I'm still rolling with Luca, man. I just think Luca better, man. Mm -hmm. And I love D Rose, man. I think this ain't Luca's better, bro. Yeah. I think Luca at his peak is just better. I, I've seen Luca since he's been 15 years old, giving it to grown men, bro. You know what I'm saying? And winning Euroleague championship, which is not easy, which is something some people may tell you is harder to win than, than it is an NBA championship, um, because of the the way the refs call the game, the style of play is more physical. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want Luca, man. I love D Rose, man. I just think that Luca's just better. And I, I I just think that if uh, in these next couple of years, I think you're gonna see Luca rise to another level, bro. I, I believe that. I do. I do think that that part I do agree with. He's in I do think we're gonna get some more. I do think we're gonna get some more from him. Right. He gonna. He gonna. You know. Um. He gonna. He gonna rise, bro. I, I just see he's been a winner his whole life, and so I. I 
I just think that if they didn't him a little bit of help around there, I think that's gonna be it's gonna be bad news for a lot of teams. I think he's gonna cause a lot of teams a lot of different problems. And the dude, the dude, the dude is a monster, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I got it's tough for me. I'm going with Luca, okay. All right, the chat went with Luca as well, but it is a tie up here amongst the panelists. But we're gonna move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. Let's get to it. We got Derrick Rose versus Stephen Curry. Who are we taking, Jalen Carter? We're going with Stephen Curry here. Just, you know, all time great, the shooting ability. We've seen what he's done in the playoffs, elevating his teammates, off ball movement. I mean, it's just Steph Curry. It's not, I don't even think it's much of a debate here. It's definitely Steph. No doubt. I don't think it's much of a debate either. But, Ox, who are you taking? <laughs> Steph Curry or Derrick Rose? Hmm. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, bro. It's, it's obviously Steph, bro. It's obviously Steph. It's not, I don't think there's any room for a debate here. Okay, okay. Chill Town. Curry. Simple as that. Uh, Ticket TV, Derrick Rose or Steph Curry? Couple questions. Uh oh. Who do y'all think had the better? Who do y'all think had the better team? Mm. Steph, without a doubt. Um, the Warriors. Uh, Steph Curry had the better unit. Yes, he did. Right, he had the better unit. Right. Mm -hmm. He's got how many guys? You guys say is going to the Hall of Fame? That was that was on his team. Uh. Kevin Durant going to the Hall of Fame. Draymond going to the Hall of Fame. Klay Thompson's going to the Hall of Fame. How many? Hall Andre of Andre Andre Ig might even get in there. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think he can get in there. But how many? How many? Um, and Iggy need to retire. They talking about he may come back. Um, let me say this to y'all. Uh, how how many how many Hall of Famers did D Rose have on that Bulls team? Zero. Jimmy Jimmy Butler and when, and, when, and when Steph and when Steph went to 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 go and stay, how many years did it take him to take over the team? When what, what was that last fall ticket? When Steph when got Steph, drafted to the Warriors, how many years yeah. did it take him to take over? And he became elite. He became elite in year five. And D Rose was from day one, right? He was the number one overall pick. And if D Rose would have never got hurt, you guys think he would have he would have won won a couple championships? Maybe we're just talking about that one season. <laughs> Yeah. No, but but but, to, but 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 to your point, but but to your point, do I think they would have won with what what the Miami Heat did? I'm not sure. Hmm. Hmm. Um. How many MVPs do, do Curry got? Two. Two. And he had Hall of Famers on his team when he won them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ticket, right. this ain't rocket. I I I, yeah. I I I I see where you're going with this, but sometimes it's just it's a straight yeah. answer ticket. In his prime, both in their prime ticket. We gonna clip this. Doom, doom, Last doom, question that you asked. What do y'all think Steph Curry would have done with, with that Bulls team? With that Bulls team and that Bulls offense, what do y'all think Steph would have did? 
Is Clay Thompson over there too? No. With the guys at D. What's the crazy Steph- shit without Clay Thompson? No, hold on. I think Steph's still hey, this, 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 this dude in the chat. I really wish you could get him up here one day because I swear to God, I will for real <laughs> peel this dude's head off. Toast the goat. That's it. He's trying to tell us that Steph Curry was elite in year three. It's the same Steph Curry that averaged 15 a game and played only 26 games that year. I really, because you should hear this dude. You should hear this dude in the chat. I really wish you could get him up. I will, I will straight peel this dude's cap. I swear <laughs> I would. I will destroy him. And I will absolutely have him never come in here again. I swear I would. Because he is one of the goofiest dudes in these chats. He is terrible. Terrible. I'm going to have to go with... Uh, it's, it's a tie. A tie? A tie? Woo! The reason why I say that is because the reason why I say that is because I I think that we saw how Steph Curry was because of the system and the teammates he had. I think that if you would have made Steph Curry have to come in from day one and be the dude like D Rose was, and the offense that D Rose with the coach D Rose played for Tibbs, the defense Curry would have had to play. He plays no defense whatsoever. Um. I think we're having a different story. So, Tick, are you are you rewriting Steph Curry's career and then picking Derrick Rose because of a no, fictional career Rose. that you just Derek made Rose up for Steph Curry? I to, I to, when I weigh it, when I weigh it, I have to scale everything off the right way. Like mm-hmm. when we're talking about players, I can't just look at Steph Curry's accolades and because, like, like for example, when you're on a stacked team and you got multiple Hall of Famers, I can't just look at you and say, "Oh, he was better." Based in, based off another dude who didn't have that same fortune, because if D Rose had that same had the, had those same teammates, maybe he wins a chip if he has a guy shooting like Klay Thompson shot, got bailing him out like Klay Thompson did many times, dropping 40, 37 and a quarter, all this other stuff Klay was doing. The, y'all praise Draymond Green's elite level defensively all time defensive player that y'all say defensive player of the year, all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? D. Rose wasn't fortunate to have all that. His team was successful at that time and won 60 games based off his leadership. You know, mm. I saw Steph Curry when he had to hold when he had to hold his nuts when 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 Clay was hurt and they missed the playoffs in his prime when the nigga was playing at an MVP level. Led the league in led the league in scoring that year. Led the league in scoring, back, and he missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Let the league it was getting beat by 50 that season. Remember they got beat by 50 that season, Chill Town? I couldn't believe they was getting beat by 50. They was getting beat by 40 at the half, Chill Town. 30 that, that year. Oh they was getting God. humiliated. Mm-hmm. You had Draymond Green was quitting games because he didn't want to be out there without Clay. Come on, man. I saw it. I saw what I saw what Steph looked like when, without them dudes out there. Then I saw what happened this year. When Steph was balling again and niggas was losing. As soon as he got hurt and Jordan Poole took over the game, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson got the season back on track when Steph got hurt. This ain't no disrespect, Steph. I'm just keeping it true. Take it, take it. So do you have Jamal Murray over Steph then? Because ain't no way. No, I don't have Jamal Murray over Steph. He don't have enough body of work. But I'm saying with D. Rose's MVP season, I saw him win the MVP and be the reason they won 60 games. He was the main reason. I'm saying to you, I've seen Steph Curry – play an MVP-level season and not make the playoffs. And he had Draymond Green on the team. They was missing Clay Thompson. 
Are we not There's no about reason why you should be having an MVP season. You have a defensive, fake-ass defensive player of the year, Hall of Famer, and they still had what you call on that team, too. You still had Wiggins in them on that team, and you couldn't make the playoffs? Come on, bro. This peak right, for peak, though. Oh. Hey, we, huh? we, we, got, we got to move on to the last player. Though, no, 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 Ron, Ron. They got smoke, Ron. They got smoke, Ron. And everybody going to blame it on everybody else. They're going to say, oh, well, he had these guys, these guys. I don't want to hear that, bro. It's peak for peak, though. Right. And I'm talking, right. That was his peak. Curry, that, that year they missed the playoffs. That was probably, that was, that was probably better than the, his individual season stats was probably better than the years he won the MVP. Oh, 2016, Steph Curry. No, I'm saying the year that they missed the playoffs, the year Steph Curry was going crazy. I think he was down there 50, 40, 90 that year. If I'm not, not, not mistaken, Chilltown. He was close. So you are you are you saying that are you saying that 2011 Derrick Rose is better than 2016 Steph Curry? Bro, I seen 2011 Derrick Rose go to a team win 60 games, bro. Oh, the if, if you if you if you saying yeah, then that's then yeah. I'm just I'm saying hold on hold on, saying. Saying, hold on hold on hold on Bob. So I'm asking you this, Bob. In all reality, what's the excuse for Steph Curry not making the playoffs, bro? When you still had Drake, you still he had missed Wiggins. the playoffs in 2016. No, I'm talking about the year he played the MVP level that he missed the playoffs, bro. That he was out there, he was out there getting beat by 50 and 60. Me okay, and Elder was on the line. I don't, I don't, I don't know what his excuse is. I don't, I don't think he deserves an excuse. But what I'm asking you is because you didn't answer my question: Is 2006, is 2011 Derrick Rose better than 2016 Steph Curry? That's all I'm asking. But, but hold on, you you say, when you keep saying 2016 Steph Curry, you're talking about the Steph Curry that I'm talking about the Steph Curry. Who was in his at his peak prime is when he was playing the year that Clay wasn't there. I'm trying to grade it on an even level, bro. There's no, there's no such thing as a you, better step without hold on, Clay hold on. Thompson. I'm telling Steph you, Curry ain't shit without Clay Thompson. There ain't no, there ain't no, there's no such thing. So 2016 Steph Curry, 2011 Derrick Rose. There's no way you gonna convince us that he's better than that Steph Curry. Steph Curry, Bob, I'm sorry, Bob. Bob, 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 I'm sorry, man. Steph Curry came in the league. He wasn't he wasn't a man from day one in the league. And I agree with Chilltown. And Chilltown always say this, and he's ass better not walk this back now. Or I'm a, no, I swear I, to God, I'm a I, 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 I care about, I, I care about what you Chilltown did when you did it. You that dude from the door. I ain't say what you said. Other thing you said, but we'll just keep it real. Chilltown, my brother from another said that he feels like if Steph Curry went to the Knicks, he would have he would have been ruined. He would never. He would have never. Same player. Minnesota too. Hold on, Bob. We got to talk about what we Hold on. By us saying that, we're we're saying that not only did Steph Curry benefit off the offense he was playing in, he benefited off the teammates that he was playing with. Yeah, Derrick Rose. That's, that's cool. You right. You right. I'm not trying to debate you on that, but I swear I'm not. I will. Hold on. But that's my. Okay. Now, right. Bob. Bob. But if you disagree, that's, that's cool. That's my basis, homie. That's my basis, homie. That's my basis, homie. I don't. I don't answer three of your questions, but you won't answer one of mine. Go ahead. No, I'm saying that's my basis, homie. That's my basis. No, I'm, okay, I'm telling you. Okay. 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 I got you. No, I'll right, answer your I, question. I'll answer you, your question. I'm saying. I'm saying. I think Derrick Rose is better, but I'm giving you the basis of why. I'm telling you. I think Steph. Hold on. I'm telling you. I think Steph Curry. Play, I think Steph, the Steph Curry we would have seen if, uh -huh. if he didn't have, was the Steph Curry that we saw with Mark Jackson had he would have played in most offenses. Right. When when Steve Kerr came and they revolutionized everything, you understand what I'm saying? I think that's what changed everything about Steph Curry. I think that's what made Steph Curry because you you put him in a different like the same thing with James Harden. Look at James Harden when he was getting coached when he first went to Houston by um by Kevin McHale. He was still putting up 26, 27 a game. 
But damn it, when he got with Mike D'Antoni, this dude's on he he he's on roids. Not literally, but it's crazy. That's the same thing with stuff. And then you're putting Hall of you talking about three dudes that's playing with him that was gonna go in the Hall of Fame when he was doing that stuff you said. Yeah. Bro, D Rose have one ticket makes a compelling argument. I'm a I'm 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 going with Curry. Unfortunately, I got to bounce, but I'm going no, with Curry. Wait, 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 chill. Just right before you leave, I'm going to ask you and then I'm going to ask everybody else. But you don't have to yep. stay for everybody's answer. I just want to ask right. you right quick. Last but not least, we got Derrick Rose versus mm -hmm. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Yes. All right. Damian Lillard. Yep, I'm going to go with Damian Lillard. And to Toast the Ghost, when you know where to find me at, brother. I am not hard to find. Bring your yeah, ass. You went, from, you went from Toast the Ghost I got to Toast the Ghost. See That's ya. It. <laughs> See ya. Bring your ass, brother. You don't know where to find me at. Y'all know Chill Town get nasty at night. Uh, I am not hard to find, brother. Come see. Come through. All right, brother. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, Chill. All right, Chill. I'll see you in a little bit. All right, Jalen. Who you got? Damian Lillard. Give me Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, I mean, 28, 30 points a game. One of the 10 best three-point shooters of all time. The passing, you know, still getting you six, seven, eight assists a game. It's just, it's just Damian Lillard. I think he's just a better player than Derrick Rose. Three, three level score. No, he ain't. Almost definitely is. Why is Derrick Rose a better? We'll get to this. We'll get to this. We'll get to this. Ox, you give me your answer. Who you got, Rose or Damian Lillard? Ox will pick Rose, and I know why he's gonna pick him too. Hmm. I'm 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 really not I'm not sure, bro. Are you all sure? And I know why you gonna pick Face <laughs> off, no problem. Yeah, yeah, no. Face off, I promise you, you gonna take Rose. Why? 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 Why do I gotta take? Why do I gotta take good uh, Rose? I'm just curious. Because because you, hold on, because you, hold on, 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 Derrick Rose was lots of elite defense. I do, defense. I do, love, I do love defense, but once, just like Jalen said, I didn't know D Rose was a, was a lockdown defender. Yeah, he was. Hold on, D Rose played hell of a defense with the Chicago Bulls those bad years. He was winning MVP. They were one of the best defensive teams in the league. What are you talking yeah, about? He was like the worst defender. On the I mean, team. he had Lou Al Dang. Stop lying, bro. Stop lying, boy. He was the worst defender on that on that team. Especially that yo, time. Yo, I can't. Yo, Hold on, hold on. I can't. I can't believe you just tried to box me in with a Derrick Rose defense argument, man. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is the gap not major between him? Hold on. Is the gap? Hold on. Is the gap elementary? Hold on, Bob. Is the gap defensively not major between those two? Between Damon no, and D Rose no, and Spurs? No, no, it's not. No, there's a gap. There's a gap. There's a gap. Ticket, there's a gap. I'm saying there's a gap, but the gap isn't like huge. You know what I'm saying? D Rose wasn't playing no crazy like that. So let me let me ask the question. Who do I got? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Ah, shit. I'm I'm going. I'm I think this is the hardest one, and I'm gonna keep it a buck. Out of all of them, I did. that's why I said. Hold on, hold on. Y'all to say, I do, I do, I am gonna take. Because Dam got that burner though. That's that's what it separate. That's the only. That's where that's where I'm having a problem is just because of the way Dam shoots the ball. What do you mean in the playoffs? In, in the game, it's in basketball. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna break down somebody's somebody's whole career just to just like a playoff stretch and then that. I'm. I'm talking about just that game, you know. And uh, 
deep, man. Dame shoot the fuck out the ball, man. My bad, y'all. This is real hard for me. Um, you you should have just told you know how to told us these earlier so we could have had it ready because I, I I need to think about this, bro. I can make an argument for both of them. I think I'm gonna have to go with the. I think I'm gonna have to go with D Rose. Man. All right, but right now in the Sacramento uh, Kings, you get to choose one who you want. Wait, do I got to take somebody out or they just get to be D-Nier. on the team? Oh, for D. <laughs> uh, give me D Rose. Okay. All right, oh, Bob has shit. chose uh, D-Rose, Young Africa me. chimed in, and he's taking Dame Dollar. Talk about it. I ain't mad at you, Africa. I ain't mad. I, I, want, I want Dollar, too, but. There's a lot of Dollar hate going that's, on. That's today, by far the hardest. That's by far the hardest one, bro. Ticket, last but not least, who you got? D-Rose who you or Dame Dollar? Who you who, 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 <laughs> Definitely got D Rose. I got D Rose, and and the reason why, like like I said, he peaked better defensively with his team. He did, bro. And I don't want to hear about oh he was the worst defender in that starting five, nigga. They was elite, nigga. If he the if he's the worst defender between Joe Kim Noah, Lou Aldean, and them dudes, then he's elite. The hell is wrong with you guys? And Kyle Corver, he, he was that never. Okay, I don't think Corver was on that team. Okay, yeah, I don't okay. think Corp was on team either. Yeah, Corp was on that team. You talking about? You talking about Kurt Heinrich coming up the bench, Kurt, bro? Kurt, Kurt Heinrich. My bad. Kurt Heinrich. My bad. My bad. Yeah, shout out Corp Kurt Heinrich. Shout yeah, out Kurt Heinrich, bro. Yeah, but yeah, the whole team. Todd Gibson. That whole team was demons defensively, bro. So to say he was the worst defender, that he was damn good. If you go look, if you go look at his numbers compared to the league that year, he was damn good. Hey, so Dunleavy was on that team. Defense, the de- the defense overtakes all that to me. His yeah, defense was on yeah. those teams. Dunleavy was on them. So yeah, yeah. His defense, hey, about to me, his defense overruns every all of that. His level Who, of defense. D Rose defense. Damn right, because D D Rose defense, his is is level above Dame Dollar, bro. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a gap. Hold on, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard got destroyed by every great guard. And I mean absolutely annihilated except for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was the only guard that didn't annihilate that nigga. Yeah. All right, fellas. Hey, Brian, uh, I'm going to go ahead and run the list back hard, down. Man. So from, from the top, uh, Derrick Rose beat John Morant. We, we voted him out. Uh, Steve Nash and Derrick Rose, it was a tie. But the chat chose Steve Nash. So Steve Nash takes that bid. Uh, Derrick Rose and Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd took that one. Derrick Rose and Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway took that one as well. Uh, now we had Jamal Murray and Derrick Rose. It was a tie up here amongst the panelists. But the chat chose Derrick Rose. So Derrick Rose won that one against Jamal Murray. Then we had Stephen Curry against Derrick Rose. And Stephen Curry cleared him in that one uh we had Luka Doncic versus Derrick Rose it was a tie up here amongst the panelists but the chat chose Luka and last but not least we had Damian Lillard versus Derrick Rose it was a tie up here amongst the panelists but the chat chose Dane so it looks like Derrick Rose was, was was getting smashed throughout these but he did take a couple he did take a couple so Tiki, you got so Young Africa asked a question that I think Jalen asked a little earlier. You got Murray over Rose, but Rose over Steph. Who are you talking about? African booty scratcher. 
<laughs> Shout out Young Africa. Wait, wait, what you say? You said I got Murray over Rose. Yeah, Murray over Rose, but Rose over Curry. All no, right. I said I, Curry. I said I had a tie with Curry and Rose. But the reason why I picked Murray over the reason why I picked Murray over him is because I told you again, Jokic went home in the first round and the second round without Murray. The two years Murray was there, conference finals, NBA championship. And Steph has plenty of finals appearances too, though. No, when- but, but hold on, hold on. I'm going to say it again. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say it to you again. The day Clay Thompson got hurt, Steph Curry couldn't make the playoffs and the nigga was playing at the MVP level. And he had other Hall of Famers on his team. You, that, that's what kills me, bro. He, and then what was happening this year, Jalen? They were getting smoked before Steph Curry got hurt. The whole team. They, they was all healthy. And as soon as he got hurt, the team, the team went on a run and got the season back together. But Ticket, do you have Murray over Curry? No, hell no, I ain't got Murray over Curry <laughs> right now. But then you okay. see how you can't have Murray over. I just want to make sure. because Styles make fights. It's different. Right. You may have Terrence Crawford over right. Earl Spence, mm-hmm. but you may not have. To, you may not. But you may not have Terrence Crawford over God dang on uh, 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 Canelo Alvarez. Styles make fights. That's true. That is true. I was just meant. I just wanted to make sure that we. So <laughs> I'm, just saying, I, I, I'm not looking like at it. I'm not looking oh, at it yeah, like that. This guy over this guy. You have to have this guy over this guy. It doesn't technically work like that. Yeah, Ron, I'm just no, but Ron, I'm saying, with all due respect, if we looking at this thing, we being not. We, I mean, we being honest about this shit, bro. Steph Curry, when he came in the league, he wasn't the man for four four years. He didn't start playing like that. The first three years, he definitely wasn't the man on the team. D. Rose came in the league and was that man from day one. These are the facts. And, and then you got dudes like Chilton that'll tell you that if Steph went to any other team, he wouldn't have never been Steph. So that means he was a product of that system he was in. He it's just wrong. told you if Steph went to the – listen, he just said if Steph would have got drafted to the Knicks, Steph, you would have never heard of Steph Curry the way you talk about him today. These are facts. <laughs> Hey Ron, I do, I do, hey, I do Africa, understand. You my son, hey, young Africa, you my son. I already beat you, dog. Sit down. You done? You Ron, can't even talk. I do, I do understand. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Styles make fights. I do understand that. I just he, don't understand but, but, that. Hold on, but Bob, this, Bob, this, what is Steph Curry? Bob, let me ask you a question. Real quick, real quick, real quick. to the Knicks? What is Steph Curry's career right now? Well, look, I, I, I understand that Styles make fights, but in this particular triangle, I, I can't see it. I think there's a clear one two three. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get I get this triangle for sure. I get what you're trying to say. This, 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 like... this triangle isn't the one for the style make. I'm sorry, man. I'm a dude, I'm a dude, I'm a dude, I'm a dude that look at I'm a dude that look at the situations, bro. And I look at situations that everybody was in, man. And I think it's only right that you look at situations people was in. You know what I'm saying? That's like when we call people losers, but they never had the same amount of talent that the other dudes that stacking the decks had. This is why Dr. J's out here cooking these niggas. You heard you see KDA say nothing back down to that one. Yeah. Because of the simple fact that, that now we letting dudes team up, do all this other shit, get the best players on their team, call themselves great, and then we praising them like they great like that. When the dudes who didn't do that, they just played with the hand they was dealt. You understand what I'm saying? We downplay them, but they don't go get it done. Dirk won a championship leading his own team. They downplay him. They, these niggas are coming here and tell you KD is better than Dirk. But KD couldn't do what Dirk did any day of the week. Yeah. Look, situations matter, but I think Steph, you still put him on the Knicks. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Do you have KD over Dirk, Jalen? Do I have Kevin Durant over Dirk with his player? Yes. That's the that's the problem with the with basketball right there. You you would have a dude. You hold on. You would have you would have a dude 
that jump, you would have a dude that jumped from limb to limb like Jocelyn Hernandez. Come on, Stevie J. Come on, Stevie J. Jocelyn Hernandez. You would have a dude that jumped from limb to limb like KD do, and you would give him extra credit for having to jump the teams. He's supposed to be so great. He was getting, he was up 3-1 and couldn't close out Steph Curry. got smoked. He had to go jump to join him to win. Then he jumped from other teams to other teams to other teams because he still can't win. Then he gets carried by Devin Booker because he still can't do it. But you'll sit up here and put him over Dirk Nowitzki, a dude who stayed 10 toes down, went to two NBA Finals, lost, came back, and beat a super team, beat KD, beat Kobe Bryant, and beat all these dudes, and also got the accolades and the stats to prove it, the MVPs and all that other stuff, and you still won't praise him. Man, you a joke. I, I, I respect Derek Nowitzki, what he did, staying with one organization, and I'm not I'm not one to defend uh, Kevin Durant jumping from organization, organization organization to win, but his just his game, I think it's just he's a better basketball player than Dirk Nowitzki. All right, fellas, I got to run these super chats down, though. Devon Anderson just became a member. Appreciate you. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. Julius Irvin, and not Dr. J, said uh, Curry after the injury in 2011 without Clay was went 19-4 and four to finish the season. Next season, 18-2 and, and two to start without Clay. Best record in, in the NBA when Clay returned. Hmm. Curry without Clay is still Curry. Angie Carr said, "Ticket, how you pick Murray but not Steph?" No cat Prince said so. Steph that you read was a lie. That stat you read was a lie about Steph Curry. They was getting the hell beat out of him that season. He's a liar. He can kiss my ass. He's a liar. Period. <laughs> Steph Curry and them started that season. They were losing by sixty. They lost to the Bucks. They were go look it up. They lost. They was down by the Bucks by fifty at the half. Y'all don't remember that game, Jalen? You don't remember that game? I, I, remember, I remember they got smoked by like 50-something. Yeah, I did a research. At the halftime, they was getting yeah, – Curry was over there laughing, man. Cut it out, man. Wait. It was bad. It was bad. No cat Prince said, so 73-9, and nine, Steph Curry doesn't exist. That season does exist. Angie Carr also said, ticket, who had a better unit, Murray or Rose? Um, Murray had a better unit. Angie Carr chimed in and said, Luca plays old era. Rose was scoring contested. Strange, cool guy said, can't make that Kyrie argument. Jokic and KD aren't the same offensively. Angie Carr said, take Jokic away where you have Murray. I do think it would be nice to see. I don't, I don't wish injury on anyone, but if we saw in the regular season a sample size of 30 or 40 games in a row of Murray without Jokic, we'd have a better idea of who Jamal Murray really is. Devin Mabry became a member. Welcome to the show. Appreciate you for coming through. Like the video if you haven't, Devin. Uh, Thickest Pilot 9 said, I'm just a big body fella that loves sports. See, I told y'all. He's just a, he a big body pilot. There it is. Man, you heard my feelings. I thought you was a thick ass chick. <laughs> Julius Irvin with another super chat said Warriors were a horrible team when Steph came the moment he stayed healthy they immediately started winning what would Clay and Draymond be without him mm, so Steph made Clay and Draymond not Clay and Draymond made gotcha, gotcha. Steph would have made Joe Kim Noah similar aspect to Draymond Green Joe Kim Noah would have been a Hall of Famer if he played with Steph Curry just like Draymond Green Uncle Ruckus said, if Jordan ever existed, which player or team do you think dominates the 90s? Hakeem Olajuwon. 
Yeah, Akeem would be the best player. Um, team would have dominated them. And the Jazz would have got a couple. Hmm. Houston would have got a couple. The Knicks got one. Y'all can hear this? John yeah. Stockton. Oh. Well, this, I mean, with, this is the thing. If you look at it, though, it, it really wouldn't have been dominated by any team in particular. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a player that would have been the best player of the, of the time. But if you look at it, like all the teams he played in those six championships, what was it? it was the Jazz, the, um, Lakers the Supersonics, the, yeah. Yeah, uh, the Jazz, the Supersonics, the Suns, the Trailblazers, and then the Lakers. Yeah. So that's five different mm-hmm. teams off from the West. So that, that shows right there. Nobody would really be dominating. And then on the East, you got to think of the teams that he was playing. You know, with like with the Knicks, the uh, the, you know, the the Knicks, the Pacers, those teams and whatnot, the, even the Cavaliers earlier on. So it would have been a good, it would have been a good, healthy mix of basketball. Um, yeah. Divine Photo said, "Which NBA player could take it in Ox Cook one on one?" Let him know. Let him know. That nigga Ox get Draymond Green third. Brandon Lee just became a member. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the chat. Like the video if you haven't, Brandon. Appreciate you for coming through. T Street said, why was everybody loud about Ja but quiet about Amir Coffee? Memphis versus everybody. I mean, Ja Moran was one of the faces of the league while Amir Coffee is a rotation player at best when you have a big, bigger platform and a bigger well, Amir, name. Amir Coffee just did some dumb shit. I'm assuming, yeah, but I just think comparing guy who's going one of the face of the league versus a rotation player, you're going to be treated different and handled different. Whether that's fair or not, that's up to you. But just a reality of the situation when you're a bigger name and a bigger face. Yeah. John Morant's like literally in a fishbowl. L Dog six six one said, "Ticket, don't get caught up like Dub did with Tim." Oh, <laughs> Dub made a friend named Timothy. Ruga Red said, Cameron and Mace, it is what it is. Best out. Bro, I'll slap you for that shit happening like that, bro. <laughs> Winner with the super chat said, but ticket, they had Jimmy who helped Embiid. ASAP Henny said, what players do you guys think are overhyped? We talked about that one, but appreciate you, ASAP. Luca. Double, double super chat love. Victor. And yeah, fellas, that's it. If you haven't become a member, click the link at the top of the chat. Go ahead and become a member on the channel. That way you could type in the chat whenever you want to. Uh, All right, fellas, same time tomorrow. Y'all know what the drill is. We will be here, and we will have an elite episode. What y'all got to say on the way out? Uh, Don't drink and drive. Oh, what do? Oh, Margaret Robbie is a beautiful hey, woman. She is not mid. All these clouds call Margaret Robbie mid. You stupid. Y'all stupid. Hey, was, was watch, out for the, watch out for the big girls. Watch out for the big girl. Watch out for the big girls.